Welcome back to the Real Talk Podcast. Myself, Chris, and Matthew, aka Chicks. Yes, sir. We're back with another podcast. Yeah, you know, you've probably seen another change of a little bit once again. Bro, we're you know? always stepping up the game. We're changing we're a little bit. Changing, Yo, bro. you had the kitchen tapes. You mm-hmm. know, we had the we had the money studio slash Liverpool studio. Mm-hmm. Then we had the mm, studio. <laughs> you know about that one. But uh, yeah, we're back with another studio. But we ain't alone today. We ain't alone, bro. We ain't alone. We got a special, special guest. This man is your favorite editor's favorite editor. Mm-hmm. He's edited for some of the biggest YouTubers on the platform currently. Mm-hmm. Currently the man behind Logan Paul's recent bangers, including his number one trending proposal video. Today mm-hmm. we got Gio on the podcast. Let's go. I appreciate it. Yeah. This is the first time I've ever done an in in person podcast. Is it? Really? Yeah. I've done a, I've quite I've quite a few interviews now and it's always been sort of over Zoom or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think this is the first time I've done one in person, with the exception of once I did the True Geordie Pain Game podcast. That's I, fair, yeah. yeah, yeah. For Lawrence because he was having his baby on the yeah, day, so yeah. Brian was like, Will you just You do did it? a few of those though. Not did, the not did, the pain uh, games, but you did podcast. a few of the true news as well. Yeah, so that was yeah. during COVID, like yeah, yeah. I did, did I did a few true news I, episodes. I remember those, yeah. Zoom podcasts, how are those? What podcast, sorry? Zoom podcast. How are those? I don't mind them to be honest. I mean, like, only recently have I got all my setup done mm. because in the past I didn't have a light, so all I had to do is run and get my girlfriend's ring light mm. and sort of hang it on the lens of my camera. So yeah. it was a really sketchy setup. It was nothing yeah. like this. Like this is like a proper setup. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like I don't, I don't mind them, but it's nice doing like an in-person one. Yeah. I've been better. there. I used to work for those who don't know. I worked on the True Geordie podcast, so yeah, I was there yeah. for. I mean probably hundreds of podcasts so yeah. being like in this seat is kind of weird yeah. <laughs> see because we we always we've had a couple opportunities to do like zoom ones with other people different yeah, but we like, just said nah, nah, bro, we're don't, not doing that you can't feel the energy, energy like yeah. yeah you have to feel your guests exactly. when you're actually here you can't feel that exactly yeah. when you're on zoom so oh, we no, always definitely. want our people, yeah. people here exactly. yeah. like we even discussed trying to do like even like one-on-one episodes over yeah. zoom we're just like yeah no there's no point i think in person we just don't do it or like like quality over quantity always in my opinion personally Anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, and you guys have traveled here from yeah, yeah. Ireland. You're coming from Ireland. Yeah, we yeah. trekked over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Trekked. Please tell me if you're doing multiple while you're over it. It's not just me, is it? So I actually had like there was another editor, you know. Oh really? I've, I linked up. Can you name couple. drop? Um, I can if I knew the name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but nah. So we he he does like <laughs> car video. Do you know what? His first type of like my intro to him was like. VR type of videos oh, interesting, yeah. I was like okay that's interesting and now he does car videos and he actually he's based somewhere in London of course and that was an idea as well but to do it same day cool yeah but like it got techie oh, <laughs> and now we're here so it's just you wow so you've come all the way from Ireland yeah. to interview me yeah. I'm honoured I'm yeah. blessed honestly yeah. that's crazy please, 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 yeah. please be please be please <laughs> be yeah we trekked all the way over here you actually were already here though just yeah. let's keep it completely real. Oh, you want to keep it a book? Let's, please, let's, let's keep, keep it a book. 50, book. yeah. Because I was in Turkey just there. Oh, really? Came back from Turkey. So you very well traveled then, eh? Yeah, well, it was just a holiday thing. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, holiday. okay. So we went to Turkey. I was just there. Fr- came back Friday midday. Took the bus from Manchester. The bus from Manchester? Yeah. yeah tell them your little story that you're, you had on the uh, right so here, actually. Basically, got to the bu- the bus was at 3.55 a.m. What, okay. Yeah, so I got there. I was like, cool, you know, it's early one, whatever. It is what it is. The game is the game. If, look, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, you gotta I do was okay with it. It's fine. So I got there at 3.55, or I got there like around 3.40. I was waiting. There was, and then I got to like 3.55, no bus. Everyone around me was either drunk, high, or all together, all the above. 
everyone was asking me different questions because I seemed to be the only sober <laughs> person there. There was one security guy there who was lying on the floor. So I don't know who he's protecting, really. <laughs> I don't know who he's trying to protect. But yeah, it, it didn't look good. It didn't get, to, it got to 4.55. Yeah. And I was like, it got to, sorry, it got to like 4.20. And I was like, okay, yeah, I might have to book a new bus because maybe I, I missed yeah. the last one. So I booked a new bus. There's a bus that comes at 4.55, which I assumed was the, the bus I booked. I get to the person, I show them the ticket. They're like, sorry, this is a 3.55 bus. It's like, what do you mean it's a 3.55? How are you here an hour late? <laughs> but I was like, it's cool. I got that ticket too. And they were like, oh, okay. They, they, got, they, they, got, they got really excited to see a sober person, yeah, to be yeah, fair. Yeah. So that, that was nice. Yeah, got on the bus. No Wi-Fi, no charger. And how long was it, the bus from Manchester to London? Six like hours. Six hours, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I used to do that. When I was at uni, I'm originally from Blackpool. Yeah. So I used to save money by getting like the mega buses, which were really cheap. That's the mega bus? Yeah. Oh, was it the mega bus? Yeah, it was the mega bus. But it was bus. just so tiresome because there's no it's, Wi-Fi. Yeah, it's no, like, yeah. I don't like being sat on, on it's not transport. Great. Yeah, my ass so was in Six hours on a bus with no Wi-Fi. That's crazy. To be fair, I was tired. I was, I'm t- I was tired. I did a lot of... Little, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't slept properly in a minute. Mm. Oh, wow. Um, um, so I did a, a few two-hour naps, an hour hour here on Netflix, and two-hour nap again. So like, I'm my, I'm here, I'm here. Though. I'm just, nah, it makes me groggy. I don't like naps. Uh, yeah, well, it's not. It's either nap or like stare into the abyss on the bus. So you okay. gotta you gotta pick one. You, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I had my struggles coming here as well. I took Ryanair. Oh really? Yeah, it was actually. I described it to Christian like this, right? Ryan, have you seen that Simpsons episode where? Like, I think Maggie was getting onto a plane, right? Uh, and then, sure. like, it was anyway, basically, Maggie was getting onto a plane, and like, it was like one of these like cheap ass planes, right? And they literally like slingshot her across <laughs> like the country type shit. Ryan is exactly like that, like, it actually doesn't feel like it's not comfortable, at it's not comfortable at all. Like, I remember, like, I woke up when we were landing, and I actually thought I was dead, like, I really? actually thought this was it, yeah, because wow. I was like sleeping on the plane, and then I just tear. I'm just like, yo, what is that? And I open my eyes. I'm like, is this it? Like, like a hard like, landing. Like thing. hard landing, bro. I actually thought I was about to die, bro. But hey, man, shout okay. out to Ryanair, bro. It's cheap, though. It's cheap. It's cheap I've never man. done Ryanair before. I've only ever Whoa. done sort of like the big British Airways and Virgin Fair and stuff. But I, I don't fly that often. Though. I don't travel that often. Oh, yeah, I, I do want to start traveling more often. And yeah. my girlfriend wants to do sort of like cheap Euro trips. Yeah. So I imagine we'll probably do a few cheap airlines. Yeah, Ryanair is nice. Look, it's cheap. You can't knock can't being wrong. you can't knock being able to get to London for less than twenty quid like like yeah, is that's it, a good point. like what that's crazy. I like to get there in one piece though. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah I, lo- I love that. Yeah, that's that. fair. Yeah, yeah, that's I fair enough. That. But like you can go like I re- you can go Turkey on Ryanair. Oh, can you? Yeah, I didn't you're know not that. surviving that trip though. You, it's likely. That's a, that's <laughs> yeah, a likely outcome. 50, 50, 50, yeah. 50, 50. I, I'd even say a bit lower. Maybe like yeah, thirty. That's like lie. very plausible. But that's fine. Like it is what it is. It is know, what it is. is. I mean, you're going you're going there for like twenty euros. So yeah, exactly. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. You deserve that risk, yeah. honestly. You but anyway, as we mentioned before, your 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 favorite editor's favorite editor. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. Well, I mean, it is what it is. That's yeah. what it is now. I always look up to Hayden as being the guy. Are you familiar with Hayden? Hayden? We'll, we'll, we'll talk about look, that later. Yeah, we'll we'll tap in. We'll get in. We'll get into that. Into that. But anyway, how did you, what, how did this, this start? How did you start? And what was the what was going for? Okay, it? so I'll give you the rundown. Basically, I always wanted to work in the film industry. That was the yeah. ultimate goal. I wanted yeah. to sort of like any young filmmaker wants to be a director. So yeah, yeah. naturally, I went and did this course in Blackpool. Shout out Blackpool Sixth Form. I did this course called the Creative Media Production Course, and it is by far the best thing that has helped me get set up for what I do as a job today. Wait, so was that a university degree or what? No, so this is before uni. This was oh, when okay. I was in college. Okay. It was a BTEC and it was creating media production at Blackpool Sixth Form. I can never stop saying good things about it because it was such an amazing course. Okay. 
And basically, they gave us so much creative freedom. So each like few months, they'd go, right, we're making a music video. Here's the brief. You've just got to, you do like two weeks of theory and then you do like two weeks of like making the music video. You choose your groups or you get put into groups and you get to just run free and be as creative as you That's want. That's pretty cool to and, and then they get uploaded to YouTube afterwards. And it was almost like healthy competition between the groups and the class to try Ooh. and make the best possible thing. Ooh. Whereas my friends would be going and doing like revision for exams. We'd be going and like making films and like making music videos and, and adverts and stuff and we had so much fun and we were just pushed to be as creative as possible because there was no stringent rules like you had to edit on this or whatever like my teachers basically allowed me to like edit at home so um i did this course and then i was like right i want to work in the film industry i want to direct i go to uni and um, actually no before that um i don't know if you guys know about bg media blackpool grind media no, Little no, T, Afghan Dan, Millie B, okay, M to the B, yeah. these names sort of ring about. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm from Blackpool originally. Yeah. Blackpool Grime Media became um, like a viral hit mm. in Blackpool before it became viral anywhere yeah, else. Yeah, and yeah. it was all because of this guy called Little T, who was this young kid who looked like the Milky Bar kid. Who, <laughs> uh, who um, do, do you know the Little T song? No. So, do you want to sing it for us? Yeah, sing it for us. There's one bit that made it go viral. And yeah. it was the reason why a lot of sort of YouTubers picked up he says, and you might need to bleep this, yo, yes, like the bifter, I'm gonna... Yeah. Your little sister. That's oh, shit, yeah, I think I've heard that. Yeah. I think that, I've heard it, yeah. It, yeah. Went, it went viral, okay? And there was a few YouTubers that picked it up around the time, and one of them was Will and A. Okay. So Afghan Dan was another character that became popular around then. And then when I went to uni to study film, I was sort of bored in my, in my flat all the time, and um, we... Um, we, I would stay in contact with Afghan Dan. Mm-hmm. And then by this point, I sort of became introduced to the YouTube space and, and YouTube, making YouTube yeah. videos and things like that. And I sort of like got in contact with Will and E, who at that point was just growing because he was making videos on Blackpool Grime Media. Yeah. And I remember reaching out and saying like, oh, I can get um, Afghan Dan on your, on your show, on your one, one thing that he did called YouTube Mastermind, yeah. where he'd get like YouTubers on and stuff. It was a great series. And I brought Afghan to meet him. And then through that, I just became friends with like a lot of people in the YouTube scene. And then I remember one day... Um, Wait, how did you meet Will and E? Um, through Blackpool Grand Media. Because oh, okay, obviously, okay. like, he was big on... Like, he made... He basically got his start. And I'm sure he admit this as well. Him, Memeless, they rose to success because they were the first to make commentary videos yeah. on, yeah, on Blackpool yeah. Grand Media. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah. And then uh, I remember when I was at uni... Um, we were tasked to make a documentary about um, some something, and a lot of the people that were in my group on my course, they were mo- they just moved to the UK, so they didn't really know that many people to make documentaries on. So I was like, oh yeah, I know this guy Afghan Dan. We could do a documentary on him, mm. and, they, and they were like, let's do it. So oh, we went to Blackpool enough. with all these sort of people from my doing like this in a prestigious um, uni course in in uh, in film course in yeah. in London. Yeah. We went to Blackpool, shot this documentary, put it on YouTube, and it did pretty well. I think it got like a hundred thousand views. Um, it and then and then a few months later, um, I was going home for summer, and I was really broke, and I wanted some money. So I um, I went and did a lifeguard course because my plan was over the summer I'm gonna be a lifeguard. Mm. And then um, I went and did this course, passed it, and on the train home. Um, True Geordie put out a tweet saying, I'm looking for an editor to help me out in a series that I'm working mm-hmm. on. Um, without thinking, I just like replied with a link saying, here's a cut of a biopic documentary that I did yeah. on Afghan Dan. Yeah. Sent it, didn't think much of it. Because I was, I was in a good mood because I was going back to Blackpool to get a job as a lifeguard. Yeah. And then he replied to me and said, blah, 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 let's, um, 
let's 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 do something. Let's How many together. subs did he have at the time? Six hundred thousand. So this is just before um, his sort of like big rise to success. Like he yeah. blasted through a million when him and Logan Paul yeah. went back and yeah. forth. Yeah. So yeah, um, and then um, me and Brian made a video called Conor McGregor True Life Stories. I remember that. Yeah, yeah which yeah. I think now has like five point six million views, yeah. something like that. Yeah. It's like it's super super popular on his channel still. And then after that. You know, we, me and Brian realized we worked together really well. And then I found myself on this film course, basically like, do I want to pursue the, the film industry mm. or do I want to sort of go into this sort of new YouTube sort of realm? Mm. And I kind of just was like, yeah, fuck it. I kind of want to work in the YouTube yeah. realm, you know? Yeah. I think it's very interesting that a lot of like editors or and or YouTubers started off as that mm-hmm. path towards the film industry. Yeah. Is that something that you were like, were like, aspiring to be as a kid or was yeah, that like yeah that's the reason I went and did film in um, at the University of Westminster because I was like I want to work in the film industry I want to mm-hmm. do you know work on big motion pictures and stuff and no disrespect to people that work in the film industry but I'm going to be honest it's no way near as glamorous as they make it out to be mm-hmm. like you watch these sort of behind the scenes things of Marvel films and you go I want to just dress up in a green suit and do all this <laughs> stuff or you know create these films and stuff yeah. but for the longest time, it, it's it's very old fashioned. So you're going to be just carrying equipment for people, yeah. and if you if you want to get into editing, for instance, you'd be like sat in, in cutting rooms, and it's just not. With the the appeal to YouTube is it's like being in college where like where we it's like me and Logan or me and Brian. It's like yeah. a small group. I get so much creative expression. It's not like yeah. it's a big team. That's why it appeals to me so much more. You know. Mm. And also millions of people see it. Yeah, so for instance, true, yeah. we made that, that documentary when I was at uni about Afghanistan and it went online and got like 100,000 views, whatever. But yeah. that, the purpose of that wasn't to get 100,000 views, yeah, you know? Yeah. Everyone else's documentary didn't do anywhere near that. Yeah. No? Wow. Yeah. That's fair enough. So it's been a common thing on this podcast where we ask our guests if they think college is worth it. Would you, would you not college, uni, Mm-hmm. Would you be a bit a big advocate of going to uni? Because it kind of sounded like in that story, that's kind of where you found that this is not really for you. That you want to go and pursue this actual like YouTube space. Exactly. So you you got more out of college that course that you were doing beforehand yeah. than you did out of uni itself. So would you be a big advocate of yeah, go uni, find what you want to do beforehand and kind of pursue that, or would you be like go to uni, kind of figure out what you want mm-hmm. and then kind of like drop out or finish your course kind of where's your headspace on so basically kind of for me i knew that my degree wasn't going to be the thing to get me work and in this in the film industry in any sort of creative industry mm-hmm. they don't go oh you've got a degree in film or you've got a degree in you know um contemporary media great mm-hmm. you're perfect for this job it's yeah. all about your experience yeah so i remember at around the time when i was in blackpool and i said oh i'm going to uni in london people were scoffing at me because they were like one london is way too expensive to move to go to mm. and also two it's not high up on the league tables and the reason I wanted to go to uni is because I thought it gives me a three year sort of free trial of living in London mm. and I can do the course but at the same time I can network whilst I'm out there yeah. I can build my experience and crew onto things in a city where if I just decided to go F uni I'm going to move to London it would be way, it'd be way too expensive for one yeah. and it would be much harder for me to do so if you're in a, a position where you want to like I'm, I'm assuming you're talking about sort of the creative industry yeah if you if you are in the creative industry and you want to go to uni, I would say use it as an opportunity to um, to go. I, I'm not an advocate to not go. I say mm. you should go, but you should use it as an opportunity to build experience and have like a quote unquote free trial of the city before without actually having to move out there. So it's a hard one. It's kind of like 
I would not go to uni in retrospect because ultimately it gave me the opportunity of being in London and therefore being able to network whilst I was out there. Yeah. Um, but like for instance, my sister, like she has just finished her uni course, but she doesn't really know what to do at the end of it. Yep. So it's kind of like some people just go there because it's, it's like wasting time. Exactly. You find yourself in student debt and things like that. But I, I definitely think people in the creative industry should go to uni to experience a city because ultimately it's the cities that get you the big opportunities, I think. Mm-hmm. So, like, kind of like a networking thing. Like, exactly. this is where you meet the best people type exactly. shit. Exactly. Okay, yeah, that's what I it's great for. Yeah. That's a good shout. I think uni in general is weird. Like, it can be good, it can be great, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know, yeah, man. Oh, man. Like, I, as you said, like, yourself, like, I feel like a lot of students fall into that trap where they do their course, they finish it, they're not really doing much, like, while they're actually doing the course mm-hmm. but they're just focusing straight on uni mm-hmm. then they finish and they're like yo like what do I actually do with this degree type shit and that's another thing some people just go because it's like, kind of like the norm to go to uni yeah. now. so that was sort of like the same with my sister like she went to uni because she was sort of like I guess everyone else is doing it mm. whereas like you know she wants to go into sort of like I guess psychology or whatever but she mm. doesn't know exactly what she wants to do mm. so now she's finished she's kind of like well I've got this degree but where mm. do I go with it yeah. whereas I have also some friends like that want to pursue jobs that you have to go to uni for so for instance, I had a mate in school who wanted to be a pilot. Yeah, in order to be a pilot, yeah. you have yeah, to yeah. go to uni, you have to take a degree. Please. <laughs> yeah, please. Please go to uni. Please go to uni. Or continue. It's flying right there. Yeah, exactly. I know them ones don't have degrees, man. I know they don't have degrees, bro. No way they do. Exactly. So there's certain things you have to go to uni for, but in the creative space, it's not so important, as I said, to get a degree, although use it as a free trial to go to London or Liverpool or whatever it is if you need to. You know, mm. in Blackpool, there's no way that I could have been able to network in the same way that I can in London. Yeah, you, the the style of editing that comes with filmmaking is quite different from YouTube. Mm-hmm. You have to relearn certain things. Or definitely, what, yeah. definitely, and that's the something that I came to blows with sometimes when I was making that Afghan Dan documentary whilst I was at uni. Yeah. I was working. You know, we had, we'd have to go to what were called crit sessions, mm. where we'd sit. And the tutors, who were very much like old film industry people, yeah. would watch the documentary and say, we don't get this, we don't get this, this yeah. is too fast paced. Yeah. And it was interesting because I was trying to make a documentary that I was going to put on YouTube. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was like, they were like, no, this needs to be much slower. We need to let this breathe. And I was like, no, we need to, you know, think about retention and stuff like that. Imagine showing a professor or something a Mr. Beast video. Beast. <laughs> 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 be like, what? <laughs> Yo, why is bro's face covering half the it's not supposed to be like that yeah Yeah, yeah. it's chalk and cheese it's completely different it's a whole new literature of film you know what I mean it's it's still creative expression but it's it's so different to film it's It's completely different breaking all the rules and especially now it's constantly changing all the time as well because if you look at what was successful uh, I guess like 10 years ago or even 5 years ago in YouTube Mm -hmm. say for instance 5 years ago the number one guy would have probably been like David Dobrik or something like that who was making 4 minute videos whereas nowadays 4 minutes is too long like people are focusing on short people are focusing yeah. on like TikToks and yeah, things like yeah. that people's attention spans are getting shorter and shorter so how can we accommodate to that and I think people like Mr Beast are sort of getting it bang on now oh yeah he's yeah. got it so like, mastered. so you have your background in like kind of film type editing and then you have your background in like YouTube set editing which one did you would you more prefer because I know you said that you wanted to aspire to be like what like a film editor yeah I guess so, not, to be honest I, I never ever wanted to be a film editor I remember just feeling like um, I want to be sort of creative Mm. so when I was in college I would sort of say I want to direct it but then without question I would always edit things I would never go I'm being the editor for this I would always go blah blah I'll direct it but also I'll edit it you know what I mean because what I realised and one of the reasons I like doing editing is because you get probably the most creative um, 
input whilst you're editing because you have all the pieces there. Yeah. You know, they've gone and filmed, they've gone and got, you You can get the music, you've got all the ingredients in front of you mm. and you're the one to actually bake the, the cake, which is the, the final thing. Mm. So that's why I like editing because it's the most creative thing. Um, but I definitely prefer the YouTube editing rather than film. And I think it's because I've been doing it now for so many years that I, I'm, I've learned the sort of like the literacy of it. I've learned how it works, mm. you know? Yeah, that makes sense. When it comes to, you said it was YouTube editing breaks rules, but it, in turn it creates its own rules as well. Definitely. So you have to like, it's much easier to learn how to YouTube edit though also, but it's harder to master, I think. Mm-hmm. I think you can become a film editor and like master it because there's a formula to it but youtube is like you just got to figure it out whatever you got you got to work with it you, you like correct me if i'm wrong but you youtube editors would be borrowing a lot of skills from like film editing to absolutely make the and also vice versa yeah. because the thing is uh, you know film editing i guess isn't just this sort of standard process where yeah. everyone does the same things yeah. like if you look historically because obviously i went to film school like i also understand the history of film in the 70s with like the new wa- the french new wave and the european uh, sort of like different styles of filmmaking it, you look at films that were made in that period sort of like taxi driver um uh, Breathless mm. from French director Jean-Luc Godard and um, you know uh, like uh, The Godfather mm. the editing style in all these films is starkly different to the editing styles in the, the golden age of Hollywood films so even in, in traditional sort of like film editing they're constantly breaking the rules too mm. and if you look nowadays if you watch Netflix shows they're borrowing a lot of skills and a lot of techniques that are introduced by YouTubers yeah. you know especially yeah. when you watch a lot of these sort of new um, new Netflix documentaries yeah. for instance so I think we sort of like borrow things from each other yeah. you know yeah. but I agree like, I do try and take a lot of inspiration from documentaries and different things that I see on sort of Netflix and a lot of these sort of mainstream like editing Things. When you were working with True Geordie, was it mainly just the, ed- the podcast edits and like whatever else you needed? I did various things with yeah. Brian, actually. You were the main editor. Though, I, I was the main editor yeah. and I was also, um, I did a lot of the graphic design when I was working oh. with him. So um, the thumbnails and stuff? Yeah, I did. Oh. For, for the longest time, um, it was me and Brian basically doing everything, especially like during COVID. Yeah. Because obviously like, all, you know, a lot of people couldn't come in and things like that. So yeah. it basically ended up being me and, me and Brian just doing everything. Oh, um, but I would obviously do some presenting during that time. Um, we'd shoot the podcast and stuff. It was yeah. a very like, hand, and that's what I love about YouTube. It's like, yeah. we don't have these big teams. It's yeah. literally just me and me and Brian at yeah, times. Exactly. And you'd only need you to. Like, it's not something that you need to get somebody else to get this thing or you need somebody for this thing. Every All the tools are there in front yeah, of exactly, you. Exactly, exactly. So whilst I was at uni, I had the... the, the um, I was fortunate enough to work on some, sort, some like, small film sets. And there's so many people. There's departments for sound, departments for makeup, departments for set design, departments for everything. Mm. Whereas with YouTube, what I love about it is, like, like when I was working with Brian, it was like, oh, yeah, we're going to go shoot this thing. It's just me and Lawrence. Mm. like me and Rovin who was a great cameraman we were yeah, with back then yeah. and stuff and even like most recently um, I've, I I did a Super Bowl commercial with, mm. with Logan and it was literally me and Logan that did it there was no big teams it was Whoa. me and Logan Yeah, that was it like they're, wow. they're, they're, me and Logan were the only two people to have creative input in it wow that's yeah. very interesting which you would never ever find like you know a lot of other companies that make Super Bowl commercials like Coca-Cola or whatever they'll have a whole department whole of people yeah. of course and they'll spend the whole year making it because that's the biggest thing it wouldn't even be only one editor it'd be like multiple editors yeah, 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 yeah. and it would go through various stages various feedback things going back and forth wow. <laughs> that Super Bowl commercial was me and Logan going back and forth over text <laughs> that's crazy that's going back and forth over amazing. text yeah that's amazing Everything. <laughs> wow. over text so you might not even like meet up to be like yo like 
like Logan's, over text. Logan's, Logan's all over the place so Logan's yeah. in Puerto Rico I'm yeah. in fucking London and yeah. they like in, I edited that Super Bowl commercial in my bedroom you know <laughs> that's fucking crazy <laughs> wow. yeah, it's wild what that's all about YouTube because you can never you can never do that anywhere else yeah. uh, Final Cut Pro Final Cut Pro I'm die hard Final Cut Pro wow and I know that Hayden who was Logan's previous editor who I look up, as, look up to as being sort of the GOAT in editing yeah, yeah. he used to always edit on Final Cut Pro yeah. but I think he's recently changed to Premiere mm. yeah. so I think he's gone to the dark side but the dark people side like Chip crazy. Fat <laughs> Chip Fat who's one of Chip the big Fat, sort of, yeah um, the Sideman editor yeah. Sideman editor yeah. Uh, yeah, he's he's still in Final Cut, and I don't he's think he's so good. So Chip he, Fat, yeah, With, he's incredible. I, it must take him hours because mm-hmm. he does the the Mongus videos and like every camera angle and everyone's gameplay he has. It's, I don't know, like that. That's crazy. yeah. But though. I look at his timelines because it's interesting because you know when you sort of like editing all the time you look at timelines in a different way yeah. and, I, and I see his timelines and I go he's not doing this in an efficient way <laughs> you know what I mean? like, the final court no no hate chip fat I love chip fat yeah. but like I look at his timelines and I even tell him sometimes I'm like you need to use the multicom feature in final court <laughs> And he's like, I've just got used to doing it this way. But then Hayden looks at my timelines and he yeah. goes, no, you're, you're not doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're all, we have our own sort of like style. You yeah, know? Yeah. We've all got used to the program, but we have our own way of doing it. Yeah. So what would be the main difference between, because I'm correct, like I'm a noob at this shit, but what's the difference between like Final Cut and like Premiere Pro? So Premiere, admittedly, there's far more that you can do like when it comes to intricate little things. There's a lot more, uh, you don't need to download plugins, for instance, whereas mm-hmm. Final Cut, in order to do those things, you need to download plugins. And obviously, naturally, you know, Premiere's from Adobe, mm-hmm. so you can, you know, Get the Photoshop. Yeah, you can use the Photoshop yeah. with it in like After Effects much yeah. more easier because it's all under the Adobe umbrella. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Final Cut, um, it's it's very easy to learn. I would say that if someone's like a beginner editor and they want to learn how to edit, like and have pretty much you know everything you can do on there, but in an easy way, it's very intuitive. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I would say that makes Final Cut better. And also one big thing about Final Cut is it auto saves. So with with Adobe Premiere. I think they may have recently added a feature, think, yeah, it does, but like it does, if yeah. it crashes, you've lost like lost how everything. many hours or yeah. days of work. Yeah. Whereas with 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 Final Cut, it's constantly auto saving. So I've had instances before where the computer's crashed, and I've been been able to save like hours of work because yeah. of the auto save feature. That'd be tough. Imagine a big Logan Paul video. I know. Damn, imagine the Super Bowl video. It's crashes. It's gone. Oh, wow. um, long day. Long I've had instances before where I've lost like days though because there's been a few issues with Final Cut. Like very rare, but I've I've had issues before. Back when um, I was working with True Geordie, we'd have a series called True News. Yeah. And I remember like I remember just like staying up late one night and just getting loads of it done. I had like I think half the episode done. I woke up, woke up in the morning and the library was damaged on oh, Final Cut and, and I lost it all, so I had to redo it. All. Oh, oh. It literally is like one of the worst feelings. Yeah, in the world. yeah. I think I'd cry. No, yeah. I would have. We're both computer scientists, so that's like kind of like oh, an really? error message yeah. or something like Imagine. that. After like spending hours on work, yeah, so yeah, yeah it's just horrible, it's horrible, sinking feeling type shit. <laughs> when working with True Jordy, like, what kind of how, like how was it like actually like, I know we kind of went into it but like mm-hmm. was it like is it, is that like the best exp- not to not to compare it because I'm sure the different experiences it's but, very like, different vastly yeah, different work I can imagine yeah is it, but it, will it like Will and E was the first YouTuber you started with like that just with the documentary you never really did anything else with them uh, no Will wasn't part of the documentary oh, okay. I just got Will, Will involved, involved with, yeah. with, with Afghan so True Jordy was like the first YouTuber you no, were working no. with no the first YouTuber I ever worked with was Halal Ham 
Oh, uh, I don't know the many box, people know the, that. Yeah, I know. I only know him through the influencer, now. through influencer boxing. Yeah, so he was. This is a funny story as well. Um, basically, you know, Mimulus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he lived with Ham, and through Will and Afghan, I became friends with Mimulus. So I remember I was back at uni, my second year, and I went to visit Mimulus just to like catch up with him and stuff. What does bro? George. What does well, wait? Sorry, but what does bro look like? I what? actually don't think I've seen his face well, to this day. Mimulus. <laughs> oh, Mimulus. Oh, Mimulus. I don't think I've seen bro's face to, I don't to this think day. I have either, you know. Yeah, uh, you're very similar looking to you, I would say. Mimulus? Yeah. What the fuck? Wait, wait, hold on. Wait, it's black? Yeah. No, he's not. He's not. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Fair <laughs> Nah, you got me. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, you got me. I'm like, I wouldn't say there's any particular feature of him that's not striking that I would go, he looks like this. That's it's probably why he covered his face. Yeah. It's hard for me to describe him. He's a good looking guy. Good looking okay, guy. Okay, okay, okay. I think um, I've heard that before. And um, yeah, so I was going to visit Mimulus one day and we were speaking and I was like, yeah, basically I really want to get a job. Because mm. the annoying thing was I was broke during uni and I did this trial shift at Nando's and I remember feeling like I did this four hours and I hated it. And I remember <laughs> yeah. feeling to myself like I really want to. Work. I, I have this ability to edit. I have the ability to make videos. And I, and I would go and visit Mimulus, and he'd live in this like amazing Canary Wharf um, place, this like apartment. Thinking, I wish. Yeah, you know, it was kind of like I guess not. Not I wasn't envious, but I was like, for, I, I have the ability I mean, I to want do this. this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, with, with True Geordie, it was very much like that we had so many shows going on. And, and as I joined, we, we were adding more and more shows. Mm. So when I first got there, it was literally just we had the podcast and the kickoff, which I wasn't too involved with. Yeah. And then over time, we introduced like True News and then the fighting content and then the poker content. Yeah. So we got, it got to a point, especially towards the end, where we had so much going on. Um, but yeah, we made, I'm very proud of the time that I, um, I was there. And we managed to make some really, really cool stuff over yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah True Geordie was one of the first YouTubers that I kind of, like, seen. Mm-hmm. Not seen, but, like, one of the first ones that, like, I actually, like, like, I was like, okay, yeah, he's captivating. Like, yeah. I can, and the videos are really good. Obviously, there was the Logans, the, but, like, it was, like, he had less than a million subs, so it was, like, a little bit more home time. You could kind of, yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. yeah. Now he's, like, almost, almost 2 million now, I think. Yeah, 1.999, I yeah, think. He's almost like there. He, I, he actually went over, but then he did. He went back. He went back. <laughs> yeah, I felt bad for him. What, what happened there for him to go back? Oh, do you don't know? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> it was That's a lot. But yeah, when are you still in contact with, with Brian? Yeah, yeah, me and Brian, we, we we sort of speak sometimes on WhatsApp. Interestingly, the editor that he has now is a lad called Adam, who's a really cool guy. He was the year below me in college, so oh, he wow. went. He went to this. This is a crazy story. He, you know, before I was talking about Blackpool Six Form. Yeah, he was on the same course the year below me, yeah. and he went to my uni, different course, same campus. Well, still a year below fair me fair enough the entire time we never spoke never he was aware of me but I wasn't really aware of him yeah and then when it came to me leaving and we needed, we needed to bring a new editor in we were doing um, interviews and uh, he applied and he said he was from Blackpool and then we were speaking to him in the interview and we are like yeah he was like I was in the year below you in college and the year below well. you. and then we, we, we brought him on and then because he was from the same town as me and stuff I was able to communicate with him really easily and he understood yeah. everything you know yeah, and I knew because obviously he went to that, that um, the, co- the same course I was on Blackpool yeah. 6 form yeah. I knew that he was good I knew that he had the good training yeah and he's smashing it now. He's making some really, really cool content for Brian. What does, so, yeah, an, inter- what does an interview look like? For another oh, <laughs> you know, it's funny. I've never actually done an interview. 
Mm. Yeah, I was very lucky. With Brian, I basically just, um, I just, I applied through his thing and he was like, yeah, I want to go with you. Yeah. So he pretty much made the decision on the spot. And with Logan, it was very similar. Now, I've done some interviews um, and it was basically me and Lawrence, Lawrence McKenna, who's yeah, the yeah. co-host on the True Jordy podcast, yeah. for those who don't know, we basically do like the Zoom interviews. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, but we basically, we want to get a gist of, because what's most important in the YouTube space is you, you're you bringing someone into the family. You want... You, you know, to know that you were able to sort of like vibe with them. Yeah. Yeah. That's more important than, than having someone that's like elite straight away. Someone that you can, that's passionate, that you know you, you're able to, to communicate to with communicate with, and also get them to the point where they're able to, um, you know, be at that top level eventually, but work them there. So mm. the way that Brian used to say it is, I don't want the finished article. I want somebody that we can work and make perfect molds yeah. mold yeah, yeah. yeah. that's that more important sense, yeah. because like when I first started with Brian the stuff I was making wasn't great but I was able to sort of work with him to become better and better mm. you know because you don't want like a finished product where they have their set mind of doing yeah. a certain thing you don't thing. want a stubborn yeah. editor no. yeah exactly no. they're, they're going to most likely be stubborn because they're yeah. going to be like yeah I know how to do this thing exactly not going to listen type shit exactly. so yeah I get exactly. that 100% get that did you ever make an edit for Brian and he was like nah <laughs> can't put this that out. Ain't it. He was like, I can't put this out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, me and Brian, we went, we came to blows a few times, like um, over things, because obviously Brian was very like uh, adamant about certain things, and he's a very creatively strong mind, mm. and obviously I was to some degree as well. Um, but I would never be like too too stubborn with things. But there was definitely times where we'd have like arguments mm. definitely um yeah so there's definitely times where it got a little bit heated but i mean ultimately when you're dealing with creativity and people you know get emotionally attached sometimes to things it can yeah. happen but I, was there ever a time where i made an edit and brian said we can't put this out maybe early on mm. i remember there was a few times early on where brian we we'd have an idea and we'd go let's try this and then we put it together and we'd go no nah, this doesn't work because there's no point in putting something out that's bad yeah you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. that just doesn't work and yeah, that doesn't no necessarily point, mean yeah. it's poorly edited but more a case of ah, this doesn't, doesn't it's just really not a good work. video like yeah, yeah. Like, or not maybe yeah it's or like a trailer like we make like teasers or whatever yeah because yeah, the yeah. thing is the good thing with youtube is i don't i don't you know approach brian or whoever or logan with an edit and go this is this is the final thing i'm yeah. not changing this or you have two rounds of feedback like me and me and logan and me and brian will go back as and back and forth as many times as it takes to get the perfect yeah. thing you yeah. know so it'd be like send something over make comments yeah so the way it works is forth. with youtube and obviously I'm, I'm sure this works in a similar way i guess in the sort of professional field but i'll make an edit and then i'll send it over to whoever and then they'll come back with like a page of notes and then I'll action all the notes, send it back, and then if they've got more notes, we'll just go back and forth until they go. No, I'm happy with it. Yeah. There's been instances before where I've sent over edits and they've been they've had no notes and they've gone out straight away. No, fair yeah, um, but Brian that was must feel partic- good. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, but Brian was very particular with things, and obviously he he he's a very he, Brian's a visionary. Like he's able to sort of like and Logan is obviously as well, but like they're able to visualize what the the final thing will look like and feel like, mm. you know? And mm. and both of them definitely respected my sort of creative input too, which is mm. obviously important. Mm. And then one of the main reasons I wanted to work in this field because of the amount of creative input I'm able to have yeah. as opposed to working in the film industry. Yeah. And they would really respect your like opinion as the editor. Because be like, it's yeah. like, it's a friendship. When, yeah. when you're a professional video film editor, you're working with a different director every month or every few years. Do you mm. know what I mean? Oh, sorry, every like year. So it's, you're not able to build that relationship or if you are, it's very rare. Whereas with YouTube, the editor and the, the way that Hayden described it, it's like a marriage. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you, um, you're working together on things all the time. So you, 
your your sort of creative minds become the more and more you work together, the more aligned, you know. Mm. But you you find out quickly if you don't you know work well with somebody, mm. which luckily touch wood I've never had. Mm. So True Jordy makes the Logan video, sends it over to you. Your, Which one? The the first one where he's going in on them. For I wasn't. I didn't do that one. You didn't do that. No, video. that was just that. That was just before. So that was, uh, I guess, the end of 2017. Oh wow! I started working with Brian in April of 2018. Wow, fair enough. So I wasn't there for that. Did you see I, the video? I, of course, I saw the video. Saw the video. Yeah. video is this what you're about? The first True Jordy video where he's going in on Logan for the forest, and then he's like, Oh, he's like, uh, it's called responding to Logan Paul. Yeah. yeah. Oh. He goes, "You sick little fuck." <laughs> <laughs> That must be a little bit awkward bringing up that video then. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, the thing is, they actually had a sit down. So uh, for those who don't know, obviously, like the lo- whole Logan thing happened. Brian, who has personal, um, you know, um, personal experiences with suicide and things mm, like that. Right. You know, it really hit home for him. Brian made a very famous video responding to Logan Paul. You, you sick freak, all this shit. And then when obviously KSI and Logan fought, Brian uh, had Logan on his podcast yeah. where Brian was able to express directly to Logan, you know, his thoughts in the video. And Logan's had an emotional uh, maturity. Yeah. So impressive. You know? That podcast where he had Logan on was like extremely impressive because it was like just like sh- bringing that emotion in the most entertaining and perfect way and showing them, All right, this is actually how you made me feel. This is the video, and then Logan took it like better than he better than the past versions of him was taking yeah, it. Yeah, people, people say like they bring it up like what the best apology on YouTube. I think that first like Logan Paul apology was like one of the best ever. The first, the one, the first like no wait no he wait, wait, no, he, no, no, did, no. he did a tweet first. No 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 no. no, 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 no not and the then he did the video. Video. video I, I think the video. The one that gets memed all the time when yeah. it goes. Yeah yeah I've made. I, mean, I, think, it's, I think it's actually good. I think it's a good apology though. Honestly. The thing is, with something like that, I guess you can't really apologize immediately. Well, obviously, you've got to apologize immediately and make it direct. Yeah. But, you know, it, it takes a long time for people to sort of, like, forgive you. And I think one great thing that Logan did was the Suicide Be Here Tomorrow video where he did a whole sort of, like... Um, like a thing where he said, I'm pledging a million to suicide charities mm-hmm. and he allowed, you know, people affected by suicide to share their stories. Mm. That was a very, very good video. Mm. And I think that came out like a month or two after the, the incident. Yeah. Fair enough. I do really, I can see, I can see remorse in that first video. I know people meme it all the time, but I, I genuinely see remorse in that first video. Yeah. Like he actually felt bad for what happened. It was better than uh, Colleen's video though. Oh, oh gosh! Yeah, it's better than Colleen Barrett. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The ukulele. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 like, generally, what if you're in the industry and who who do you do you hate your editor? Like, how can the editor see something like that? Yeah, that's like, good to yeah, go. Let me. Let me let well, that video was it? I don't think it was edited with him. Yeah, she, to be fair, she just she ended the thing. Yeah, don't oh yeah, she like pressed yeah. the thing herself as so, well. Yeah. yeah, so maybe she did. She, yeah, yeah. That might have oh, she, she's yeah. probably going through something. That's not making her think straight. Well, if this yeah. victim's involved with anything, uh, you need to you address it directly down the lens. You need mm. to be able to say, and like, you know, you make a good point, like Logan's apology was good because he looked down the lens and he said, I sincerely apologize. Mm. You know, I've made a terrible lapse in judgment. Mm. Look directly down the lens. And that's what you've got to do. And obviously, you know, my, my close connection with Brian, when I wasn't there when the whole thing happened with Andrew Tate, which we won't go into, but oh, yeah. Brian had to make an apology. Yeah. And the first apology wasn't great because it was a podcast. Oh, yeah. It wasn't direct. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whereas he made an apology uh, a bit later on where it was direct and then more people were able to go, right, he's clearly remorseful for what he did. Mm. Mm. How often do people tell you that like Gib? 
<laughs> I get it. You know what's funny? I get it when I go to the events. When I go yeah. to the, it's like the kingpin events and yeah. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I get it quite a bit. Because when I first seen you on like a tree news or something, I was like, "How's he got? Why is he get, the, got the gifts there?" Common, the most, the, the most liked uh, comment on that tree news. The first tree news I went on was, yeah. "This guy looks like an airbrushed Gib." <laughs> <laughs> But me and Gib are boys. I, 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 the thing is, we, we've spoke a lot on Instagram, and then yeah. I remember we bumped into each other once in Stratford because he's mm. always, he's, well, I don't know if I say this, but he's always in Stratford, like he lives in there. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I see him, so I, I, I see him quite a few times in Stratford, and then I went to the Kingpin event in the first one, the quarterfinals. Yeah. Is that what you first met? Uh, I've met him a few times yeah, now. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I love Gib. He's a great guy. Gib's great, yeah. He's a good guy. And he's a tough him. fighter as well. Yeah. And I, I, I've always back in his corner. When he fought Jake Paul, I was there with Brian. Yeah. We, we have a video that's still yeah, up. And yeah. I'm like, I think he's going to win. You thought he was going to win? I had belief. Yeah. I, I thought he'd, been, he'd be... At that point, you got to remember, because obviously, retrospect had, now... Yeah. We hadn't seen Jake in a long... Since Deji. Yeah, and also, he, he didn't batter Deji in the way that we thought he was yeah, going exactly, to. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, the, the, the Jake that turned up on the night of Gib was like the best YouTube performance we'd seen yeah. to that point. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, we facts, didn't know what yeah. to expect because yeah. he was meant to beat Deji in the first round. Yeah. But he didn't. And he went five rounds with Deji and also yeah. he got batted in that Deji fight. Whereas yeah. Gib had at that point batted Max Plays FIFA, had batted um Jay Swingler. Yeah. And you know, he was he'd been training for so for so long. Yeah. He looked unbeatable at the time. Yeah. Honestly. The, the whole narrative was if he just pressures Jake, he's not gonna be able to deal with it. Yeah, and I genuinely yeah, thought yeah. that was gonna happen. Yeah. But obviously the nerves got to Gib yeah. and you know the crouching yeah. and all that shit. Jake was just so accurate though in that fight. Like he's he, so good. He didn't. It was just so down the line, perfect. Every shot landed exactly where he wanted. It was, yeah, you couldn't and, really and do and much Brian about called it. it. Perfectly, actually. Yeah, he you did. Back the video that we he do, he did. Brian calls a lot of things. People really thought well. that. People thought that that uh, was filmed after the fact. Yeah, but no, we were watching it live. Yeah. <laughs> he does. A, he does. A, he has a few of those. To be fair to him, like oh, he knows fighting. He yeah. Knows, oh yeah. He, he's been course, a fight yeah. fan for years. Though, yeah, yeah. Like he. People only think he's only become a recent fight fan though that's why he gets a lot of like oh you don't know anything you can't you can't call these yeah, he fights he used to make yeah. like UFC breakdowns like years and years yeah ago, yeah yeah you know? that's crazy yeah um, but you came from you did the True Geordie I assume it was between it was when True Geordie started to link up with Logan a lot more that that's how you kind of got introduced nope. to Logan well yeah technically yeah but yeah. it wasn't any like Brian didn't do anything directly to get me my job with Logan yeah what ended up happening there was I decided after four and a half years that I need to move on to something else not that I was having any sort of like um, negative experiences with True Geordie like mm-hmm. I kind of just thought I don't want to look back in 10 years and go I did the same thing for four, for, for, for 10 years yeah. do you know what I mean um, so I kind of was like, I need to sort of roll the dice. I need to sort of like take a risk. And I might, I might fall flat on my ass. I might end up back in Blackpool doing fucking Afghan dance. <laughs> but I at least need to give it a shot to yeah. try something different because I just want to have like a change up in life. I became too content. I became mm. too sort of like just doing the same. Yeah, yeah, comfortable. Even though week in, week out, we do great podcasts where I'd meet like, you know, top level fucking UFC fighters and, and like Louis Theroux and Tyson Fury, all these people. I was like, I kind of want to just ch- have a change. I didn't know what that was. I didn't have a plan. But I remember sitting down with Brian one day, it was just me and him. And I was like, listen, you know, I, this is like, it was like a breakup because that's the thing. It's hard with, with YouTube to, when you're an editor, in any other job, I could go in, hand a notice in and go, I'm leaving in two weeks. Yeah. But with Brian, it was like, it was hard because we, you know, he literally took me out of uni and basically like got me to the point where, 
we'd worked together for four and a half years. We'd built up that relationship. You took your YouTuber virginity. Exactly. That, you know <laughs> what I mean? He mentored it. me. He literally mentored me. Yeah. So I didn't have Logan on the on the, on the the cards at that point. And to yeah. be honest, I didn't want to work full time for another YouTuber. Okay. I wanted to edit, but my plan, my half plan was to go freelance because I've, I've, I'm lucky enough now to have a lot of friends in the YouTube space. Yeah, yeah. Like the fellas, um, you know, Chip and Cal Freezy yeah. and a lot of other people like Will, for instance. Yeah. I could have just done like, you know, a bit of freelance here, a bit of freelance there. Yeah. And I had a lot of sort of offers on like, you know, social media and stuff. Yeah. So sat down with Brian one day and I explained that. Obviously it was hard, but at that point we had Adam in, you know, the, the, the yeah, editor. Yeah. So I was thinking, you know, it's not like I'm leaving him on his, on his own. Hmm. Um, and obviously this was a few months before the whole thing kicked off with Andrew Tate. Yeah. Um, so I gave him some, um, some notice and then um, it was interesting. So I'll, I'll explain how the whole Logan thing came about. Uh, with, uh, so we had Logan, Logan would use our studio when yeah. I with Brian to shoot impulsive. Yeah. And one day, um, what's his name? <laughs> Logan's videographer, Kevin, uh, who um, films all of Logan's stuff. He's like, right hand man is with him all the time. Yeah. He was um, waiting for some cards to crash after an, an, an impulsive shoot. And he um, told me, he goes, would, I was just chatting to him. I, I actually met him that day. Mm. He said, oh, um, Hayden's leaving soon, by oh, the way. Okay. Not as in a way of being like, do you want to apply? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he just said, oh yeah, Hayden's leaving. Yeah. Like he wants to go and do his own thing. Yeah. For those who don't know, Hayden's Logan's previous editor, yeah. who in my opinion, one of the best there is, if not the best. And, uh, so I remember thinking, because at that point I'd already told Brian I'm leaving. Yeah. I remember thinking like, I think there was somebody there that said, oh, you could go and work for him. And I was like, no, no fucking way. Because mm. I was like, I can't fill Hayden's shoes. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? So then um, a few weeks later, Logan put out on Twitter, I'm looking for an editor. So I was like, oh, it's, it's, it's true. Like Hayden is leaving. So then I just saw it and I was like, I don't want to go full time for another YouTuber. <sighs> I was like, oh, fuck it. You know what? I remember speaking to my girlfriend and I said, there's an alternate universe that exists where I, you know, work for Logan and we do these great things together. So I was like, fuck it. And at that point, I'd met Logan a few times. Yeah. But, I, you know, he's probably, it was a case of like, I was probably to him, the guy that was just there at True Geordie Studio. Yeah, he probably yeah, yeah. didn't know me by name, that yeah. kind of thing. So anyways, uh, I applied. And then like a few weeks later, I got a, a message back saying, um, we loved your application. We'd like you to do a test edit. So okay. they gave me a load of footage to do an edit of, um, I guess, Prime's, Prime's sort of launch in the UK. Okay. Um, and then I was like, right, I'll give it a try. It was very different to anything I'd done with Brian because with Brian, we never leave the studio. So everything we did was like a true news where it was a, or a podcast where yeah. it was all shot around the same table with yeah, the same yeah, cameras yeah, yeah. and everything was the same. Whereas now I'm getting vlog footage of them mm. going about the, you know, remember the big thing with the boss in Watford? Yeah, 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 it was like yeah, a yeah. big, big Prime launch. Yeah. Um, so uh, I did this video, sent it over. Um, so I sent it over and I was like, I had fun doing that. And I had a lot of fun doing that. Yeah. So I was like, okay, you know, if they come back, then maybe, you know, the, the, it's like, I don't really want to do it. And then the further you go down the hall, the more you kind of go, okay, I kind of want it. I kind of want it. I kind of want it. And then I sent it over two weeks, didn't hear anything. And I remember thinking like, right, they'll probably move on to someone else, whatever. Yeah. And then I got a direct email from Logan. So this was from Logan to me saying, blah, blah, blah. This is exactly sort of the style I'm looking for. Yeah. There's a few people um, we're testing at the moment. Um, so um, we'd like you to do something else. So then he sent over like a few different other edits um, um, for me to do, like test edits. And then it get, got to the point where I was sort of just sort of like doing all these edits. And I was like, oh, we're going to, you know, do you want to like figure something out? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, let's, let's, let's sort it out. So we... Um, 
I, he was like, do you want to do sort of like freelance or do you want to do sort of full time? And at that point, like I was thinking like, I kind of don't want to do full time for another YouTuber, mm. but I had so much fun doing like the, the, the edits I'd, yeah, I'd done yeah, for him that yeah. I was kind of like, why not? Why not? Yeah. So then I went, I went full time. So I'm technically now full time on Team Maverick. Yeah. Wow. Team Maverick. Team, team Maverick. Maverick. <laughs> the low gang. Team full time low gang. Low gang. The Mavericks. I, I uh, using the that. Maverick brand is still a thing. Oh, okay. Um, but it's not. He uh, doesn't use it as much, I guess. It's yeah. all over his sort of WWE gear in that though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To be fair. Yeah. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. So I've worked with Logan now, coming up to a year. And it's great because it's very different because with Brian, I'd always have to go to the studio and things like that, which I loved doing. Like it was nice to get up and go and see Lawrence, who I was very yeah. good friends with and the other people. Chu Jordy back then had an amazing team. I'm not sure how many of them still work there now, yeah. but we were a family, like especially yeah. with the kickoff and, and the knockout and all the different, and the showdown. We we were a family there. And um, so it was, it was kind of weird working with Logan and then obviously always being remote because I'm doing everything from home. Mm. Um, but it's nice because um, obviously I get to spend so much more time with my girlfriend now who yeah. lives at home with me, who moved down from Blackpool too. Yeah. So um, I basically have my office in the other room, and um, me and me and Logan just do everything remotely. The only diff the only difference obviously is as well he's on different time zones all the time. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. all over the world, so sometimes I don't know where he is. I don't know if he's in LA. <laughs> if he's in LA, there's a different time zone to to Miami, Puerto Rico. Uh, he sometimes in in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Then obviously he's in the UK. He's all over the. All so you, over just, the you just send the message. You just pray to say like, yeah, hopefully. Well, he I figure out from time. his Instagram stories. Oh. So obviously, like Instagram, because <laughs> he's all over. Like I wouldn't expect him to constantly update. Yeah, me where yeah, he is. yeah, like, yeah I'll enough. find out from like Kevin or different people that travel with him where where he is. Right, yeah, bet. but he's very good at communicating. That's one thing I'll say about Logan. Like mm. he he is a visionary. He outlines the videos before they're done. Like he knows exactly how how things should be. And also, one thing I will say about Logan is he's at the top of YouTube. Like he is literally one of the top YouTubers, and he is still so hands on with everything. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like he's so like giving specific notes and things like that. You'd think when you're at Logan's point, you just pop that off to somebody yeah, else. Yeah, but he exactly is still so like the, the content for him is so is still so important that he wants to like nourish it. Mm. Yeah, you know. Well. It, what was it like? Cause I didn't even know there. I I knew a lot. I knew about Hayden like quite quite a lot. Cause I I edit sometimes a little bit as well with the podcast and mm -hmm. I did like he obviously he's just so good. He so has a great YouTube channel. Uh, mm -hmm. Great YouTube channel. So like I knew about I knew he edited for Logan. I knew he did the Pokemon videos and all that. I didn't know when he left and you took over. So did he like? coach you through something did you have any interactions with him or anything yeah like that? so me and i i approached hayden for the first time when i'd literally just started working with brian because yeah. i went I, I was i was lucky enough to go to the ksi logan two fight and i was yeah. ringside and i saw hayden there and at that point hayden didn't have a youtube channel i just knew of him because um i think through twitter i think logan mentioned him a couple times in the videos yeah. and i always admired his editing even back then yeah. so i went up to him and i said i'm a huge fan of your stuff and then we followed each other on social media and then over the years if he was making like a, a, a promo for a logan thing and he was like oh can you send me this clip from a brian video or whatever okay, we yeah. help each other out so yeah. we always be in contact yeah. and he approached me in the past like wanting him to help out wanting me to help out on like other youtubers work and stuff like that so we'd always stayed in contact um but there was not really a coaching period because I think at that point Hayden had already left because Logan's content wasn't like as consistent as it obviously once was like yeah. Hayden was super important during the daily vlog period yeah, I still don't know how he's able to turn those yeah. videos around in one day video mm. a day like it literally like, Logan would film his day upload the footage overnight Hayden would edit during the day put yeah. it out go to bed wake up new video every single day yeah. like, wow. that is like 
boot camp stuff. There's no oh. way you had a social life. Like, no there's way. There's just no way. No like, way. The, that's it. Like, Maybe wow. that's how he got so good. Like, he was just constantly yeah, doing it like, fair, over yeah, and over, yeah. drilling yeah. it into his mind. Exactly. Like, exactly. But one of the, also, one of the main reasons, I didn't mention this before, why I was keen to take the Logan job is, as I said, I did look up to Hayden as being the best. Mm. And it was like, okay, well, this is the, the position that the, the previous best in the world had. Mm. So it's kind of like, this is, this is, if anything's going to force me to become a much, much better editor, it's this job. Yeah. Because the standard has been set. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? What if I Logan came to you and said, I'm going back to daily vlogs? No. <laughs> I've thought about that sometimes. I've thought about that sometimes. <laughs> I'd have to do it, man. I'd have to do it. Oh, my God. I, 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 I think it's for me. I'm up. like, I, I don't cower away from challenges. I would mm. go, let's do it. Yeah. You like have Logan, to. Like, when, when Logan DM'd me that one night and he said, I need, bro, he goes, um, basically, you're making a fucking Super Bowl commercial. I was yeah. like, <laughs> that must be jarring. But the, but the thing is, there's certain things with Logan that I can't, you, it's hard to relate to people, like, because, like, I'm trying to talk to my girlfriend about this. I'm like, how, how do I get over the, how do I explain that I'm editing a fucking Super Bowl commercial? <laughs> you know what I mean? The stress that comes along with, yeah. you know, like, if this edit's not perfect, a hundred million people, people around the world are going to see this. Yeah. This, do you know how much it costs for a Super Bowl advert to be on? Apparently, that like slot? seven million. Seven million yeah. pounds. So he's banking all of that on you. Wow. Exactly. <laughs> One little fuck up all that money. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Man. Exactly. And I'm going back and forth with like Fox or whoever it was, like to get all of this because obviously the, the 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 edit has to be in a certain format. And yeah. have all these, I'm having to learn all of this sort of like commercial jargon. Yeah. You know, um, to to get this advert on the air. Yeah. And it's so hard to do because it's like I'm just this like young editor from that's in the yeah. YouTube space. I, I don't yeah. come from a professional background. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. How long did that? Did that actually take you? Well, obviously, um, we'd go back and forth. So I think overall, yeah. it was like a two-week process. Okay. Two weeks. That's, yeah. That's not bad. Oh, yeah. Really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but the thing is, um, we sort of had an idea of what we wanted to do. Yeah. Um, because I think Logan had different ideas, but then at the end, I guess he wanted to make something that was different to a lot of the other Super Bowl ads. Because yeah. naturally, when you watch Super Bowl ads, they're very much like like a, a scene from a film or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I was about to say, like, once you have to do like the storyboarding and all that shit for the... Of course, exactly. But like, you guys just said, yeah, this is what I want. Come back. Yeah, the Logan, what he wanted to do was sort of create like a an overseer of Prime and he wanted to go, this is all the amazing things we managed to do in a year because by, at that point, Prime had only been going just less than a year. Like, I think it started in, yeah, it, it Prime was launched in January 2022. The Super Bowl advert was February 2023, but we'd done, well, Prime had done so much during that time that Logan wanted to encapsulate that in sort of like a short mm. montage kind of thing. And he wanted to make it look like a YouTube ad rather than like a Super Bowl ad because yeah. he thought he wanted to make it more authentic to what it was. Yeah. And people had the criticism of that, but ultimately, I was proud of how it turned out. But for me, the most, the, the, the more exciting thing than it being on the Super Bowl was, um, I'm a big UFC fan, yeah. and it plays in the UFC arenas for yeah. all of the events. Yeah. So I've been to uh, the UFC events and seen it play in the arena, and I'm like, that That's to me crazy. is like, yeah. I get That's goosebumps me. every time. Yeah. Like, I, I went to, I went over to Canada in June um, to see a UFC event and meet up with a friend, and uh, just like traveling all that way and seeing my advert play in the arena was like, be like, yo, bro. Even with the even with the little the little like graphics that play yeah. that's you as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow, yeah. But that's, that's the thing, even with Prime, it's a similar thing. Like we don't have like a massive team, like a big yeah. marketing team. We're yeah. still sort of like uh, I think Logan said this. I think there's nobody that works at for Prime that's over the age of thirty. Like we're a Whoa. young that's the thing, like we're a young oh, destructive wow. team of like 
industry destructors. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, that's, that sets you apart from all the rest of them because yeah. all these other people are kind of like set in the way. Formed. They're yeah. already formed. Yeah. Like the way you said it before, they've already been formed. They haven't, they can't, they can't really break away from the, yeah. from the thing. But you guys are all like kind of flexible type shit. Yeah. And it stands out, obviously. Like I seen the ad and I was like, this doesn't look like a Super Bowl ad. Yeah. yeah. But it's different in a good type it's of way. If like you know a, what I mean? U- a YouTube ad, yeah. Mm. But ultimately, like, that's the thing. Like, we, we made history with that. And I'm so proud of it because it was not just a Super Bowl ad, but it was the first ever creator-led business to have a Super Bowl ad. So mm. we, we, we've, like, there can be, like, Mr. Beast can make one next year or whoever can make one next year. But we what I take so much pride in is the fact that we were the ones to put the flag on the moon. Mm. We were, the, like, as somebody who... I, even though I wanted to get in the film industry before that, being a young um, YouTube fan, I'd follow YouTube from since the start, pretty much. Yeah. It's like the days of, of Fred, of Shane Dawson, Ray Fred, Jonathan, Fred, you know, Fred, way back. Fred so to, to have something, to be associated in YouTube history, yeah. to me is like... Um, you're like amazing. I'm strong, bro. I'm so yeah. proud of that, yeah. 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 <laughs> Wasn't Mr. Strong, Beast in a Super Bowl commercial think, that same year? Yeah, same? but it was for, for something, something else. else. Yeah. I, think, I, think, I think it's safe to say Prime is probably like the biggest like Creator brand. Creator brand. Oh, yeah, 100% in the yeah. world. Probably. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm thinking the only thing is like Feastables, but like I, I think yeah, Prime I think is Prime's bigger, still right? bigger. But what it's doing is it's making all of these big companies now reevaluate how they do their marketing. Mm. Like when Prime came out and had so much success, you saw, well, you even see it now. If you go in looking like uh, the way that they're trying to market, the, tra- the way they even make the products look, there's so many Prime ripoffs and copies. Mm-hmm. You know, it's crazy. Do you have Prime on deck? Like you just do you get it sent to you all the time? To be honest, yeah, we we, <laughs> we don't get we don't get loads, but I'm very fortunate. Shout out to the Prime team; they're great. Yeah. They sort me out whenever if I if I message them and go, "Can I get some more Prime?" They always send it out. Sure. And if there's like a new flavor or a new thing that they want to promote, they'll always send it out to us and stuff. And I love it. I'm not even just saying this. No, it's good. It's I, actually good. I love Prime, and and our local Sainsbury's. We recently had a Prime a Prime uh, tower mm. in there with like loads of Prime in there, mm. and every, even know we can get it for free every time i go in there i grab like four <laughs> i pay for because i want it i i kind of want it to sell well in my store so they keep sending it there yeah you know what i mean that's a, yeah if that makes I sense i mean generally i think it's also like a really good product like oh, it definitely. genuinely it's, good. it's a really it's good. good product like it wouldn't be as big as it was if it, it is it wouldn't be as big as it is if it wasn't actually genuinely good so yeah. it is it speaks for itself to me exactly honest. and the thing is with prime as well i used to be a big energy drink drinker mm. and i don't mind prime energy prime energy is obviously great as well but especially with the hydration like if you if you're going to get lunch for instance getting a meal deal get like a sandwich crisp like prime is the perfect thing because mm. it's not carbonated so it's not going to fe- make you feel gassy or anything mm. like that yeah. and, but it's good like the industry disruptors that's what logan says mm. and they are the prime is forcing other companies now to change the way they think about product yeah in, on every level and not just like the smaller companies i'm talking like PepsiCo, like the the top, top, top. Wow. Are, are, are having to think like you know they're, they're causing issues for us. Yeah. You know? well, so they're I, taking business away. For, they're taking like yeah, they're yeah. taking market share every every month, more and more. Wow. Well, I assume what Logan and KSI want is to eventually be acquired by either PepsiCo or like any of the big drink brands. That's probably what they want. I don't. I'm not Logan or KSI, yeah. I don't know. but they are, I assume they want their like their big payout, and then it's like you know then they can just chill. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't know though. That's you know. I feel like I feel. I see what you're trying to say. I yeah. see what you're trying to say, but I don't. Maybe not. I was gonna say maybe they have like the potential to be bigger than that. Do you think so? Yeah. Of course they do. What it's do you mean? Big, like potential, like to be you the were saying biggest. Like, he wants to be bought out by them, but I'm yeah. saying like 
Oh, they might be them. bigger than yeah. them. You know what I mean? I think like, the thing is with like PepsiCo and those companies that are under PepsiCo, like Pepsi and Gatorade and things like that. Yeah. The thing is, obviously, they've been going for so long. Yeah. That it would take a while, but I mean, I mean, it's potential. You can't doubt them. You can't doubt yeah. them. They keep they keep breaking boundaries, yeah. and also the things that they do to market, like obviously with Logan and WWE, WWE with yeah. when when Logan frog splashed onto JJ wearing the prime that bottle outfit. Crazy, He's yeah. Great. Logan in WWE is insane. Like, how is that a real thing that's actually <laughs> happening? Oh, no, no, no. Like, I went to my first WWE event because Logan came and did the Money in the Bank yeah, in London, London yeah. and he invited me. And I was there ringside for it. And I've never been to a WWE event before. Were you a big fan when nope, you were younger? Nope, never, oh, okay. never. You know what's funny? I was actually, I wouldn't say I was a hater, but I was definitely someone that would be like... It's not kid. real, yeah, it's fake. It's yeah. fake. Like, it's why, fake. Why, would you, yeah. why would people fill out arenas to watch something that's ultimately just fake? Yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. And I was a big fight fan. Because yeah. the thing is, when I go and see a fight, I don't know who's going to win. And that's the yeah, appeal yeah, to me. Yeah. You, know? you still don't know, to be fair. Yeah, it's, it's, the it's, it's rigged. They I know, know they how know, it's rigged. You're right, but it's the ultimate thing of like two people coming together and it's and it, it's it's like... No one knows. No one knows. Like they're they're, they're fight, fighting yeah. each other. It's a sport. And I thought it doesn't really make sense. Yeah. Um, but I was there ringside for it and it, the crowd for the WWE is completely different to a UFC or boxing crowd. Because when you go to a UFC event, you may watch a three or five round fight where nothing happens and yeah. everyone's quite silent until yeah. a big moment and everyone pops. Yeah. With WWE, even before the event started, yeah. everyone's chanting, everyone, the, the, the place is packed out. Wow. Full, and the, the volume, the actual volume is like, I would say twice as loud as a WWE, as a, as a, as a UFC event. Wow. It's, and obviously I was there ringside so I was seeing all of like the, the the athleticism of of not just Logan but all of these guys, these mm-hmm. huge guys that are like throwing themselves off ladders and things like that. Yeah. It was wild. Wow. Wild. But yeah, Logan, you think he's sort of perfect for he's it. He's so good. Like how why is he so good at it? I like, mean he, he he did wrestling when he was No, but it's not the same though. Rest like rest like I mean, high I, school even, wrestling. Even, even at that, he's quite an athletic person. Of course, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like it's like athlete, being an athlete and like an actor at the same time, yeah, and be, doing them both so well. It's just impressive. Like. Yeah, and he's on the ground and stuff, and doing all the facial expressions. Yeah, like because there's so much that goes into it. Yeah, and I learn more and more about it all the time. Yeah, but I mean, I have so much respect for anyone that participates in the WWE because yeah. it is tough. It's, yeah, definitely. And things can go wrong so easily, and yeah. then you've got to think on the spot. Yeah, how do we, you know change this yeah, yeah, yeah. they're like impro- improvising yeah, how, how do we change like a different like yeah we've got to improvise yeah. yeah it's crazy have you ever done any editing for the for the sidemen sidemen uh, yeah. no no never no. no I mean I'm trying to think I, I, I've met all the sidemen I think they're all yeah. cool guys yeah. um, but I don't think I've ever worked for them and to be completely honest I don't really watch their content oh, fair no enough. and I never yeah. really have done like I mean like some of this stuff I, I, I like and I feel like they're, they're definitely all funny guys Yeah. Uh, although I, I've never really been a huge fan of their content fair enough the sorts, the sorts of yeah. what I watch what, what type of YouTube videos would you watch you know what's funny a lot of videos that I watch aren't like a lot of YouTubers I watch aren't very popular so like who do Name I watch uh, there's a there's a, these like I, I was big into fitness like a few years ago so there's this um, fitness channel it's not even a fitness channel it's like <laughs> they're called the Delray Misfits okay, okay? Mm-hmm. so they're basically these like group of like these like weird guys that like are part of the fitness community sort of but they aren't they're all kind of like a bit of a whack pack 
Mm. I like when I watch YouTube. I will yeah. watch like uh, you know the Howard Stern show. Yeah. yeah. I'll watch episodes of the Howard Stern show from like the night. Fair enough. I do that as well. You know yeah. that come up on my like re- recommended. I'll be like, yeah, why not? Just yeah. I'll rather watch that than watch like new YouTube. Fair stuff. enough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, those a guy called Tyan Booth. Are you into boxing? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know Tyan Booth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah. So yeah I watch yeah. him. Yeah. Like I love him. Yeah. Um, and and then there's another guy who is a good friend of mine now. I'm not sure if you've heard of him. Brody TV. Brody, I think I've uh, you guys have done a true news on him. He's been on, yeah, that definitely. So yeah. If you've got any limits when it comes to humor, I would suggest not watching Brody. TV. <laughs> you do not hear Brody. Brody is, in my opinion, one of the most talented YouTubers. The problem is he absolutely refuses to play the game. Yeah. He doesn't want to play the game because he has this. And the reason I went to Canada was to go see him because yeah. he's someone that Brian introduced me to because Brian was a fan. And then um, I said to him, "Oh, it would be it'd be funny if you came and streaked the pitch when you do when he does the Wembley Cup." And he yeah. came over and he and he did, and he did it. Yeah. And he stayed with me for a bit. And um, I, I had a chat with him in Canada. And I said, "You need to change your sort of content up because, like, you know, you you aren't really like." hitting the marks right now like yeah. if you want to grow you need to play the game I'm yeah. like I work with Logan now like Logan is constantly thinking what can we do to appeal to new audiences and things like that and yeah. he's at the top yeah. and bro- Brody's like there's going to be a time where a video I have will will be viral so is there a thing where he's not like advertiser friendly or he's just not kind of playing to the algorithm or like the trends of the time or something Both. like that but when I say he's not advertiser friendly like he'll use copyrighted music oh. <laughs> he'll say literally anything I'm saying wow. and he will just say anything and he, he his thing is shot comedy. Oh, yeah. His editing style and his personality, like he has he has ADHD and he's like he's just he is the most wild person I've ever known in my life. But what I like him is because he's just so authentic. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you know what he should do? He should do like streaming or something like that. He does do streaming. Okay. And he, he actually, he, he's very similar to TGF and he's inspired by TGF. And once uh, Jay from TGF actually donated a, a, a grant to him. Wow. Um, and uh, he has so, so much potential. He just refuses to play the game. And I, I really want to get him on Misfits to fight on Misfits. Oh, but he's not too game to do that. And also, I don't think DAZN would allow that to happen. That, yeah, that's He's very point, much yeah. like, are you guys UFC fans? Yeah. Colby Covington. Yeah. He oh. would, he would, be, he would be the Colby Covington of Misfits. Like Fair he could enough. play that character yeah. definitely. Would you ever find Misfits? I get asked this all the time, and the que- the answer is probably not because in order. You versus Hayden. <laughs> Hayden's big. Hayden, Hayden's too big. That's actually a perfect fight. Nah, 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 nah. Hayden's too big. Hayden's too big. Um, the thing is. Now I'm a combat. We're combat sports fans. Yeah, we yeah. know you can't take it lightly. No, no, I've no, never yeah, had yeah. combat sports experience to the point of like actually sparring in a ring. Yeah, and I know the amount of time, effort it takes in order to be safe in the ring and mm. obviously put on a good show. Yeah, and the amount of time it would take me to to train to the point of actually being comfortable to get into a ring yeah. would mean I'd have to take a lot of time off work, and also the That's amount true, of money yeah, that yeah. I would get would not match up. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, so yeah. I, I, me fighting on Misfits would maybe be a bit fun, but it would be it. a huge financial loss. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. and also like it, it just doesn't really like it's not something that's on the, I guess the the future yeah, plans. Yeah, yeah. you know. Fair but enough. you know what? One thing that sort of made me go, I may give that a go if it came up. Mm. Tag team, tag Ooh. team. Half the half half the half a fight. Yeah, that's half true. Half the yeah. uh, half the effort. How do you feel about the Misfits tag teams, the survival tag as well, things like that? Before the tag, the initial tag team, yeah. I was apprehensive. And I yeah. tweet out saying I'm more nervous than excited for it because yeah. I do feel like there is a, a big future in crossover boxing, yeah. influence of crossover boxing. It just has to be 
um, done in the right way. And I felt like the tag team thing could go could have gone terribly wrong. Yeah, definitely could have definitely gone terribly wrong. That, yeah. And um, we're, they're very lucky that the ref was was you know good because he was able to know the rules and, and keep the action going. Um, and it was a success. Yeah, a huge success. Was, yeah, yeah. Um, and I do feel like things like that are good for the space. The survivor tag, in my opinion, was a little bit of a failure because mm. it was meant to be sort of, you know, the last man standing. But where it ended up being was a very confusing boxing match where anyone in the ring at any point had the opportunity to just tag out when things got hard. Yeah. And it was kind of like, this is, for me, it wasn't that entertaining. No. I, didn't even, I didn't watch it. Who, who won that? Was it Nick? Nick, Nick Lameo, yeah, 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 yeah. But the thing is, my mate B-Dave, who's yeah. one of the fighters on Misfits, he was in there as well. Yeah. And I remember just thinking, like, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that entertaining yeah. for me. He's pretty entertaining, B-Dave. B-Dave is great yeah, for Misfits. Good. Yeah, 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 I would yes. love Brody to fight B-Dave. Oh, is it? I, I, had them on, I had them on FaceTime, like, yeah. once or a few times, going back and forth. Yeah. And that was, like, gold. Because mm. what Misfits are really, really desperate for now is stars. You know, yeah. they've just lost Jay Swingler, who was a big, big yeah, draw for them. Good, yeah. They need people that are loudmouth, that are going to sell pay per views, that they yeah. can build storylines and, and, and things around. Yeah. And right now, they're really struggling. Yeah. They were trying to do it with Salt Pappy, but then they put him in there against Anthony it, Taylor, and, and yeah, he got, they got uh, yeah. one, lost the decision. That's, that's, tough, that's yeah. unfortunate. That they, really I think unfortunate. they reckon they could still do it with Salt Pappy. Just, he needs, I don't heard anything from Salt Pappy. Uh, yeah, yeah. But that's like he, he's entertaining in the ring, but and then outside of that, like he's not really like the big yeah. draw that people think he is. Yeah, a lot of them now aren't, aren't doing much content outside of it. Although it, is, yeah, it's hard to like train and do the content, but like you're still an influencer. Like. And you know why? It's because there's so much pressure on these guys not to, losing. Yeah, exactly. They, they would yeah. rather what train more and make less content because the yeah. part of the train, the less chance there is of them losing and having that embarrassment. Yeah. Whereas if you look yeah. at like Creator Clash, which is another sort of YouTube boxing promotion or whatever, they if you win or lose it doesn't matter yeah. because like it's more of like a sports day like fun feel yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like that's one thing if misfits are doing one thing wrong it's kind of like too much it's serious too, yeah, too yeah. it's too too much aligned with the seriousness of actual pro boxing yeah. so therefore the gimmicks like the tag team and survival tag and the what I love is the mystery opponents yeah. more stuff like that will take the seriousness away yeah. and get people to enjoy it more for what it is which yeah. is influencer youtuber boxing yeah. but at the end of the day it's still i still do think a big appeal of like the youtube boxing is the competitiveness between the two yeah. the two people yeah. so like I, I, I feel like everyone wants to see jake versus ksi Definitely. why do they want to see it because of the beef between jake yeah. versus ksi so Definitely. i feel like that is a big thing to the boxing scene as Definitely. well yeah. Definitely. Um, but all these guys need to start making more content they yeah. need to actually start making more promotion like you know back in the day when it was KSI Logan Paul they were making diss tracks to one another yeah. they were making videos constantly about one another if all the Misfits fighters did that and got us to really care about them then we'd have some amazing cards and yeah. it would literally like rival some of these big pay-per-views yeah. because right now unless KSI Jake Paul or Logan's on a card people are kind of going like are we even yeah, going to watch exactly. this yeah, yeah. and DAZN have signed a five year deal so they, they're year, expecting yeah. something from Misfits yeah that's why that's what scares me about Jake and KSI that I don't know how, how when are we really going to get that fight <laughs> five, get five, years. five year deal is like I think once that fight happens, influence it's tough for influencer boxing. Just for they definitely area. run it back though. Like if they, yeah, yeah, but yeah, but that's like going to be a year of tops. It's the be all and end all. Yeah, I agree. Like, people, people like gave me a lot of heat on Twitter because I said it wouldn't happen this year and this was early this year. Yeah. So there's no way. If Misfits have signed a five year deal, there is no way they're not gonna this year. The, yeah. Their biggest fight in the yeah, first year. Yeah. No, no, yeah. Um, the thing is now, because Tommy Fury's in the mix, and potentially we don't know this, but it's heavily suggested that Tommy Fury will be fighting KSI next. Yeah. Now, if Tommy loses 
to to JJ, then the JJ Jake fight is only so much bigger yeah. because mm. because for the longest time we thought there's no way the Jake JJ fight's going to happen because Jake's up here, yeah. JJ's here. Yeah. Whereas if Jake if, if JJ does manage to beat Tommy Fury, if, oh, then that, that makes us so much if more calm. KSI beats Tommy Fury. Oh wow! God. The internet would fuck. Yeah, I assume you're going. You're going to be there oh, for 100%. that. Yeah, going out just today, Manchester. Obviously, yeah. Logan's fighting on that yeah. card too. We don't know who Logan's fighting yet. <laughs> well, yeah. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know. We don't it's know. heavy. There's heavy, heavy suggestions of of dinner dinners and things like that. But you know, yeah. we don't. I, know I would, things, so. I would love nothing more to see yeah. Logan smash. He would, Dennis. he would, he would like touch him like badly. Yeah. Like, like. The thing is with Dylan Dennis. First of all, he's not a boxer. Like, yeah. The guy is a Bellator grappler and a, a great grappler. Yeah. He's very, very. Um, he's grappling there with, with Pereira before he was his his next fight. Oh really, Alex yeah. Pereira? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So he's top top level, and obviously he's the main grappling guy to Conor McGregor. Yeah. Um. Although his striking is god awful. Yeah. And he has no redeemable qualities. No. Like he isn't like a a a. a um, a, a guy that's likable in any way, mm. but he's also not heel that you sort of like are drawn to, like a Colby Covington or something yeah, like that, or yeah. like a Chael. Logan would end that fight fast. Though. Yeah, it would be very quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah I really, really fast. hope that gets made. Yeah, that would be very fun. I do think even if KSI loses, though, I still think the, the fight is still there. Hundred percent. Yeah, the they're both from the same level, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. They both just lost Tommy yeah. Fury. Yeah. You know? yeah. Tommy Fury. Yeah. Will he entertain more fights in the influencer boxing scene? Only with the top top names, like he'd only fight a Logan Paul or someone like that. Especially if he beats KSI. Yeah. Um. So, I do agree though. After the Jake JJ fight, yeah, the, the misfits are gonna really have to start thinking. Tough. What do we do? Yeah. So they'll probably try and push that. Will it happen in twenty twenty four? I think maybe. Yeah. But I won't be surprised if it gets pushed to twenty twenty five. Yeah. <laughs> That's the it's the biggest fight though, Absolutely. and it's like it's 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 it may be one of the biggest. Combat sports fights ever, 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 like genuinely. I think you said it's gonna touch like top three pay per views of all time. I think easily. Like I think I think, think it'll so? be up there. Top three pay per views of all time. So yeah. what sort of like the number one right now? Was it McGregor Mayweather? Mayweather, yeah, yeah. Probably, yeah, yeah, definitely, so. yeah, definitely. If the promotion's done right, if everything's done right, you, you can't. You don't even. I feel like you can just you put one tweet out that has happened and that's all you need like because mm. it, it's been written so well from Jake Paul Logan Paul <laughs> any of the Pauls like it's it's just the whole storyline yeah, there exactly. and the fact that Logan's beating um, no KSI's yeah, beating yeah, Logan exactly, yeah. and uh, and Jake's beating Deji they're both yeah. each other's brothers and things yeah. like that bro you couldn't have you, can't, you couldn't have you written this you out you couldn't even scripted this bear yeah. like you actually couldn't exactly talk. but what they need to do because I know there was talk of potentially JJ being the backup fighter for him versus Nate Diaz it's really like you can't have that there was talk earlier on there was a talk of that wow. like JJ said so R word you can't what? put that you can't put that on what? you can't just put nah, exactly. no exactly no, 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 no. it has to be done right like it has to have the right Build up exactly. Yeah, everything has to be done right. What? Who taught of that? There was a lot of talk about going on. Yeah, there was if that was up. actually genuine conversation, whoever taught of that idea needs to get so packed up. JJ was honestly. tweeting out saying, "I will," because the thing is, there was talks because Diaz got in trouble um, at one of the Misfits events because he, 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 he choked out a lot. Yeah, like. yeah. And then he was saying, "Well, if he can't fight, JJ was like, I'll step in.'" And it's like, "No, we we want no, them. We want they need the, the build up. It needs to be the right build up." Yeah. Yeah. No. That fight is so beautiful. Like it needs to happen. JJ. But this man, I heard yesterday. I was on a Twitter Spaces, and Keemstar said that the because obviously he's sort of like savvy when it comes to the card. Yeah. He said that if the card that they got planned for Misfits. Manchester, the one yeah, that's happening yeah, in October yeah, happens, yeah. it will be the Super Bowl of influencer boxing. 
So mm. I'm imagining Sol Papi on that card. Yeah. Imagining Slim on that card. Deji might be coming Deji back. back. Yeah. Imagine like Deji, Deji versus like a Winners and Nunes or something like that. That's, that's interesting. Or salt puppy, Deji salt puppy. Could you imagine that? It's like a Coco Coma event. That's a, that's a that's good a fight. Good yeah. Deji yeah. salt puppy. Who wins that? I'd probably say, you know what's funny? I don't know. I actually don't know, you know. Deji's that, that's, De- that's why it's a good fight. Yeah. Deji's been looking good recently. I mean, salt puppy literally just lost as well. Like, yeah. Maybe before his like last loss. Salt puppy's got knockout power. The thing is, if it's a five round fight, I'd probably lean towards Salt Papi because I feel like if he lands on Deji, I feel like he could seriously hit him. Yeah, yeah. Salt Papi is so smooth and slick in there. Like yeah. when it, when I first seen him, I was like, "There's no way. like he must have been boxing before." Like he's oh so, definitely he's, yeah. He's well, too he fought good. Ham, so he fought yeah, like a good friend of mine. Did, and I, I yeah. remember thinking Ham's going to destroy this guy because I know that Ham's got a pedigree in boxing. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And, and he's only had wins before that. Yeah, and he goes against this, but this this uh, Salt Papi who I never heard of before, yeah. and he just. He just toyed with yeah. He toyed with it for three rounds. <laughs> we we there live. I wasn't. I was watching it at the Two Jordy Studio at the time, mm. and I remember just being like, "I mean, I was gutted for half, and I was <laughs> so I was so impressed with Sol Papi. I was like, I want to see more of this guy now. Oh my god! He's and then, actually starch Josh Bruckner. Yeah, that was impressive. He's like, whenever he's on like an undercard or something like that, he's always like the like the Still highlight the show, of the night. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Like it's he's crazy what yeah. that guy can do. Yeah. Like it's just one like quick punch, and the guy yeah. just falling. You're just like, what? Even and he just dancing on you, like, like, yeah. And he doesn't crazy. need to be a loud mouth in the press conferences. Like yeah. he does his all of his promotion and entertainment in the ring. Yeah. And then he has the likes of Ryan Garcia talking about him. Yeah. Obviously, like all the celebrities and all the headlines, so happy, trending everywhere. Mm. Like. You've yeah. been pretty much there from like the beginning of the influencer boxing space. I was there at KSI Joe Weller. KSI Joe <laughs> Weller, yeah. yeah. OG. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Joe Weller, Theo Copper Baker box, would yeah. be the real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That there, yeah. <laughs> but um, how do you feel about the space now compared to what it was back then? So it's funny because I did an interview with Fred, Fred Talks Fighting, uh, last year. <laughs> <laughs> Fred's great. No. I love Fred. <laughs> so, like, why did I get a laugh then? No, no. Yeah, just give yourself <laughs> Fred's amazing. Go on. Fred's amazing. Okay, so like I that. did uh, an interview with him. <laughs> at the end of the interview, he said, um, Where do you see the future of. of um, of uh, influencer boxing. This was before Misfits. Yeah. I said, here's what's going to happen. Eventually, KSI will fight Jake and that'll be the be all and end all and no one will care about it after that. <laughs> then Misfits came about and I saw what they did. I've been lucky enough to go to a few of the Misfits events and when I'm there, there's a vibe that makes me feel like if done right, it could last at least another five years. Like, mm. they just need to put the, the effort and time, as we were saying, into the yeah. promotion, into the stars and nourishing these stars and not allowing them, like, so happy, I probably shouldn't have gone in there with an anti-tail. Yeah, they, to and be it fair though, definitely not have been three rounds. Yeah, that that was the main thing. It should have definitely been more rounds, but there, it was tough for him to get a fight though. At the weight he's at, and that there's just not many people who want to fight yeah, him. Yeah, obviously people can turn it down. And yeah, exactly. Like that. But yeah. Um, I feel like if done right, I mean, if this big one's a success with Tommy Fury and we get sort of these big fights, I'm happy with how the scene is at the moment. It just is clear that we just need more stars. We need yeah. more people to be excited about, and we need to nourish. But for me, the storylines are more important than the um, gimmicks. Yeah. So I don't want to see another card that's just full of um, gimmicks like survivor tags and and, um, tag teams. I'd rather them put more effort into making documentaries of the storylines and things like that. And I feel like um, Kingpin, 
is great because Kingpin yeah, competition have, have, have created well. competition for yeah, them yeah. and also the promotion in my opinion for the Kingpin quarterfinals so not the one that's just happened the one yeah, before that yeah. was doing excellently it was the way great, they did yeah. the documentaries the yeah. way they did the storylines and Wade's having great much fun as well oh Wade's yeah. having a great time he's having a great having time a yeah 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 um, so things like that yeah. and I feel like once the tournament finishes if some of those fighters came on to Misfits it could be something that you know yeah. really makes the scene uh, exciting and even with the way Misfits allows because Kenny, Kenny and like a few of them were like mainly Misfits fighters so that they allow them to go over because they know it's good mm. and then it's going to come over later on and it's going to be like like I mean KSI fighting the winner would be pretty cool yeah. that would be like kind of the main thing Yeah. but how do you like KSI versus Gib? Yeah, it's an interesting one that yeah. because obviously Kip, Gibbs a little bull but then KSI in my opinion is the hardest hitting YouTube boxer yeah, yeah. I think JJ could put anybody out oh yeah a thousand percent yeah He's, and there's, yeah. there's moments where, where Gibbs does leave himself open and take some shots but yeah. Gibbs will take one to give you three back <sighs> yeah you literally know? yeah um, so that would be a very exciting fight when it comes about I mean, or, I or KSI versus Kenny though as well oh still yeah, yeah that's, that's a very interesting yeah, style, yeah. style that's interesting Kenny with the jab had a great performance against Nunes incredible great performance incredible uh, Anderson Silver in there just honestly him, taunting him very good very impressive so comfortable yeah. in there I, I didn't expect it at all no especially from like the Kennys that we've seen before this guy, the same guy that lost to Ashley Raxon yeah just Wild. playing with, yeah fair enough that final the, the kingpin final between Gabe and Kenny is going to be very that's exciting that's going to be interesting where do you reckon that'll be Something I hope the O2 COVID. Arena yeah. I live across the road from it yeah. but, um, <laughs> to be honest we were talking about this when we were walking up yeah. but Julie's still in there yeah. so there's a chance they may try and do it in Brazil yeah. a chance they might they might do like a Julie versus Barbie fi- headliner final yeah. in a Rio de Janeiro Oof. imagine could you imagine would you go probably not, <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Brazil you know make a little chip out of it you. Yeah. the crowd are amazing though and now yeah. were you guys there for the quarterfinal I was, we weren't there no but I couldn't believe the yeah. Brazilian turnout yeah. it was White. Then they just all left as soon as he fought. As soon I know, as yeah, fought. I was there. I think I, I got the video that went viral on Twitter where yeah. everyone was just leaving. Yeah. I couldn't believe it because when Gib and Mimic Bream fought, it was like yeah. they were filming, they were, it was like they were fighting in a leisure center. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine giving McBroom. It, like, it was like it was such a, a plummet yeah. from the um, the hype of Winderson. Yeah. To be fair, their first fight wasn't huge either. Like no, it wasn't it was hard to sell. Yeah, it wasn't too. amazing. Yeah. No. It was it was interesting fight though. What I do you know. think is the problem with that with that fight? Because I they're both of them are fairly big names the and they is, have their storyline as well so yeah but the thing is the content there was not a lot of content being put out I mean mm. and obviously Austin McBroom's fan base are the Ace Family fan base the yeah. sort of like I guess young girls Younger, and things like that yeah, yeah. You're not, they're not going to fights they're not going to go and watch him fight yeah. and Gibbs fan base obviously the first one was in America so it was hard you know to sell um, and I feel like there wasn't a lot of content being made from Gibbs part whereas I feel like if, the, if say for instance uh, Gibb and uh, Kenny headline in the UK Next time, I think that that has a much bigger turnout. Yeah, the storyline that's been set yeah. from Kingpin, and, yeah, and obviously exactly. Gibbs making much more content now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I what well, this is a bit of a pivot, but what's one of the craziest or weirdest experience that that Logan has given you from working with him? Oh wow! I mean, there's been a few. Yeah, there's been a lot of pinch pinch myself moments because we've done a lot of various content. Yeah, the Super Bowl advert is an obvious one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Craziest or weirdest experience? Yeah, like you just like you woke up or the day after, you're like I just did that. <laughs> like, <laughs> whoa. 
Well, the Super Bowl commercial was a weird one because I was in Paris at the time, oh. and it was funny because the Super Bowl commercial, because uh, obviously we were in a we were in a pub in Paris, mm. and we found out oh they they aren't showing it on the pro, on the on the channel that that will have the Super Bowl commercial. Yeah. So I was like fuck. So we went back to the hotel, and I was trying to get it up on my phone, and I had a stream up, and it and it crashed. It was <laughs> and I was like fuck. And I was like I'm not gonna see the Super Bowl commercial live. And then and then I was like because I knew what time it was meant to go on like just before kickoff. So it was playing, and my sister texts me. During the thirty seconds it was playing, and she was like, "What time does it go?" On? <laughs> I was defeated, and I, was, I just messaged her back and went, "It's on now." And she was like, "What do you What do you mean it's on now?" <laughs> I was like, "Literally, you texted me the thirty seconds it was, it was on," and then I was like, "My girlfriend Hannah, I was like, check if people talk about it on Twitter," and then everyone was talking about it. Yeah. So it's played and missed it. Oh. But for me, whenever I go to a UFC event and I see it played on the screen, that's the pinch that's, me moment. Yeah. Um, that's probably the, the number one I don't think anything's come close to that yeah. but even just recently we did the proposal video and obviously I knew quite so a while before that video was like wow that hit you yeah, that was really good you that. haven't seen it no, that video was impressive not only was it good for like you Logan you also made someone else's career kind of with the music at the end oh yeah yeah that's a very interesting one that because um I was really struggling for, for struggling for a way to end the video. Yeah. So obviously the last part of the video, we Logan had gone um, to Lake Como, he'd done the proposal, but then we were going to sort of take our time with the video, get it like perfect and then put it out. How long had he already proposed before he... A couple of days. Before, no, before the video came out. Oh, uh, he proposed on the, the 2nd of July and the video oh, came okay. out on the 10th. Okay. But we yeah. had to get it out quickly because somebody at the hotel yeah. had leaked it to the press. Well, so so the TMZ. Well, everyone was everyone was tweeting out. Um, I think I seen the yeah. bread patch posted time ages ago before yeah. the video came yeah. out. But I didn't. Logan didn't say anything. So I was like, well, who knows? Really? Yeah. But exactly. Yeah, yeah. So me and Logan were like, we need to put this video out, and I needed a way to end the video. I just didn't know how to end it. I had these Polaroids and things, and I wanted to end it in a in a in a, like a really nice way. So um, I was I was on a, a site called Music Bed, which is a very good site for finding good music. And I was trying to find a, a song to like end the video, and I came across this artist. Yeah. Uh, I believe his name is Josh Sahunta. Yeah. And I had a, I found this one song, and I was like, I think this is perfect. I went to my girlfriend's and I played a, a few of his songs, and she was like, "Don't go for that one, the one I, I wanted." She was like, "Go for this one," and I used it, and I was really worried because um, <laughs> whenever I'd upload the video on my channel, like it would get copyrighted. Oh. For whatever reason, when I uploaded it to Logan's, it wouldn't. <laughs> but we still got the license that's, and everything. Yeah. That's an inside job, right? <laughs> I think I think oh, I think he's green, green. What's the word? Uh, whitelisted. From, whitelisted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's actually so a thing. Lucky. So like, but I was worried. I was worried because um, we obviously needed to get the video out quick. We de- we we got the license. We bought the license. Yeah. Um, and um, for this for the song, but I didn't want to put it out and then um, it would get copyrighted and then. Obviously, they would take all the revenue mm. for this like number one trending YouTube yeah, video. Yeah. So we put it out. Luckily, it was green listed. And then I was worried in case he would see the video and then go, "Hold on a minute," and then copyright it. But then, luckily, this Canadian musician, like everyone, was going to his page and stuff, and he yeah. was so over the moon that his, yeah. this song was used. So he's such a talent now. So I'm very glad. Yeah. He's a great guy, yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. great to see. I'm, I'm glad to see him yeah. doing. Like being ha- so happy with the fact that we used that song in the yeah, video, and it saved the ending for me. Yeah. It saved the ending. The video was very impressive. Like it was really good. Right Four point five million. Wow. 5. 5. Crazy. Like Fair enough. Like it was, it was a great video. I remember watching it. And I was like, wow, 
Joe trying to make me cry or something. It's a girlfriend killer. It's a yeah. girlfriend killer. Yeah. You show it to any girl, they'll cry. Yeah, my girlfriend was sat behind me the whole time whilst we were editing. Well, whilst, whilst I was editing it, whenever she'd overhear the proposal scene, yeah. she'd break down in tears. How much time. does oh. she know about the YouTube space, your girlfriend? Oh, uh, well, she's been with me. Me and my girlfriend have been together coming up to nine years. Oof. So she's Whoa. been there. Since That's marriage, you know. <laughs> I know. She's been. We, we got together when I was sixteen, so she's been there since the start. Um, she knows a lot about it because obviously she's met a lot of these these, these guys. She's, yeah. she's been lucky enough to go to the events and things like that with me. Yeah. Um, she has a lot of friends in the YouTube space too. She doesn't work in the YouTube space, although yeah. she would be an excellent sort of producer. Yeah. I feel like she's got a great mind for that. Yeah, but yeah you mentioned that you kind of like go to your girlfriend a lot for like ideas, consultation. Yeah, yeah she's, my, well, she's with me all the time, so yeah. I'll go, can you come and watch this edit? What do you think of this? And she'll <laughs> give me great feedback. Yeah. She's got a very good creative mind, so yeah. I'm so blessed to have her. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's great. So there's like a lot, is there like, not you'd bounce ideas off her for sure like, definitely yeah and obviously because she doesn't consume too much youtube content or at yeah. least like with a proposal video for instance it was very different to anything i'd ever done before and she is somebody that like what she loves the idea of proposals and things like that in marriage mm. videos yeah so she was able to give me really good feedback yeah. on like you need to let this breathe or whatever and i remember my original sort of court of logan proposing was yeah. quite quick and she was like no no you've got to let this whole moment breathe this is yeah. the raw moment that people want to yeah. see and that was good and and like there was this one bit where I was like struggling to find music and she helped me make the decision that this this scene doesn't need music because oh, the emotion set yeah. and it was perfect. It was the scene just before he proposes yeah. where the audience know what he's about to do yeah. and he sat with Nina at the table mm. and it's like, you know, we're all on the same page as Logan. Like, you know, we know that he's about to propose but she yeah, doesn't know. She doesn't and know. Yeah, yeah. You don't need music to set the tone yeah. and it was perfect and it set it up, yeah. You gotta, you, you gotta step it up when you do your. <laughs> when I do what? When you do your proposal now, you oh gotta. <laughs> she always tells me about proposing and stuff, but I'm always like, I'm, I'm, I'm too young. Young, <laughs> too young. I'm only twenty-five. Yeah, yeah, yeah nine like, years though. Fair enough. I know, I know, I know. It yeah. will happen. It will. Yeah, happen, of course. But she has to, she has to wait. Yeah, well, a little bit at least. She's, me and me and my girlfriend, we obviously got word that it may be in Manchester like a few weeks ago, so yeah. we provisionally booked a uh, hotel. Yeah. And then yesterday, the the poster came out, and I said, I said to her, "It's in Manchester," and she was yeah. so happy. She was like, "Yes," because obviously the prices are going to go. Yeah. Is she like a big fan of like the fighting scene? Uh, you know what's funny? I made her into a fight fan. Yeah. That's because what, that's the thing awesome. is, we live across the road from the Auto Arena. So whenever we, there's a UFC event, I'm like, would you want to come with me? And she's like, yeah. And she actually knows like quite a lot about the UFC and stuff now. Mm. Like she'll wait, she'll she'll go, can you get me up for this fight, this fight, this fight? Because mm. obviously it's on like late at night. That's sick. So she'll go, oh yeah, wake me up for the Valentina fight or whatever. Yeah. And she has like a good understanding of fighting and stuff. You and know. it's interesting because she's a very, you know, um, like innocent, like nice, like girly girl. Yeah. But she's like, she's, she likes fighting. She ever able to call any of the fights like before they, before oh, they Oh yeah, she's yeah. got a good fight mind, yeah. Oh, okay. Like sometimes I've, I've, I've been like, no, this person's going to win. And she's yeah. like, no, I feel like this person will win. And she's been right. Fair enough. She's got yeah. a good a good uh, eye when it comes to fights. Yeah. She, her breakdown, like for instance, like last last night we were talking about, because tonight's UFC 291, Gaethje, Poirier and stuff. And I was just asking her questions to sort of gauge like how much she sort of knows about like Gaethje and Poirier. Because yeah. she's seen Gaethje fight live at yeah. UFC 286 last year. Oh. And uh, I was surprised at her knowledge. Yeah. I was like, wow, like you, you remember a lot of stuff, you know? Fair enough. And she's she's actually recently started helping me out on the fight streams. So I've oh, done a few. Like, yes, I have seen a few on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've just bought all this equipment, so I want to get more into it. Um, because I've obviously bought this equipment, I want to get some sort of yeah. use out of it. And she's sort of been my co-presenter, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And she's good at like sort of just by breaking things down and the, stuff. The Lawrence to your Brian. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Would you... Um, Lawrence, you should definitely try and hit up to get on. Oh, I was going to ask you actually, he 
he's very like artistic in some of the things he's put out. Like some of his document, he's doing like a basketball documentary. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, did you have any work with, it or does he do that? Is that just his own thing? No. Yeah. Lawrence is, is a is a he's very a very artist. creative man. Yeah. He's, a, he's a director. Yeah. And he's somebody that I'm glad now he's able to sort of do his own thing. Yeah. You know, what I mean, he's obviously going into his own path right now and making documentaries. He he made a very good one about Jordan Peterson. Uh, Jordan Peterson. <laughs> Jordan Henderson, oh, yeah, Liverpool yeah, player. Yeah. He made a really, really good one about him. He's actually hilarious as well. Lawrence, yeah, bro. He doesn't realize how funny he is. La- Lawrence is hilarious. He, he's oh so witty. Yeah, he, he's like. Uh, well, I used to be so excited to go to the studio sometimes in the morning because I knew there'd be like an hour and a half where Brian would be getting ready and me and Lawrence just could just rib into things. Yeah. I'd go, Lawrence. Let's watch. Uh, I saw this video and then me and Lawrence would just like watch through a video and we'll just like laugh about it and stuff. Yeah. He's so... No, he's good. He, the way that his mind works, like he is somebody that made me realise that like, yeah, people are either funny or not funny. Like he's yeah, so exactly, naturally funny. Yeah, mm. literally. Yeah, yeah, his like witty humour is perfect. Yeah. You, you mentioned you were going to do a freelance thing kind of before. How much would you have been charging? I'm not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I might as well ask. How much did you, you get paid for that Super Bowl commercial? Uh, I actually got a... So, obviously, I'm on, I'm on full-time salary with Logan, but mm. I did get a very, very big bonus for that. Mm. So, the Logan very is very big. generous. That's all I say, but I did mm. get a big bonus for that. However, talking about the Super Bowl commercial and stuff like that, one thing that I can... You know, I'm very thankful to Logan for is... Um, even I've only worked with him for a year. Say, for instance, Touch Wardy won't do this. But if he said to me, "I don't need you anymore," like whatever, I don't want to make, I don't mm. want to make YouTube content, or at least I don't need you full time. Mm. Um, so you can go freelance if you want. My freelance rates have doubled since fucking working with Logan. <laughs> <laughs> I've made a Super Bowl commercial. He say he's that guy mm. now. You <laughs> say, you yeah. say you better come prepare if you want to, yeah. if you want to work with me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Geo Mr. Super Bowl. But there's those things that allow you to sort of put the put the money up. Yeah. Like that has you're working with the biggest YouTuber, yeah. like in biggest the YouTuber world, in like, the world right now. Like, so like you can't command them more. That's like, one good thing as well now because obviously like um I have like family or like my, my girlfriend's family, whoever, uh, or like extended friends that they'd go, Oh, so you were what what do you do? I edit for a YouTuber back in the day who was like, Yeah, true Jordy. Oh, I've never heard of him or I've sort of vaguely heard of him, who is he? Whereas now I go, Yeah, I edit for Logan Paul, you know straight yeah, away. Logan Paul. <laughs> yeah. But then yeah, I, yeah. I always have to specify that it was it was after the, the thing and then with you know what I mean? Yeah, I thought, he didn't do that. I, video. That wasn't yeah, me. Yeah, it was with True Jordy. Yeah, but it was before it, I yeah, left about that. It was like you know, it was before then, it was like in a good window. Before, you know? yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't me that blurred the body, it was, yeah. it was after that. Um, yeah. What was I gonna say? Um I've completely gone blank. Oh no! Um, no, it's gone. <laughs> Andrew Tate's two biggest enemies are. Oh my god! Yeah. Do you know what's funny? I'll talk about Andrew Tate. Me and Brian, we were going back and forth with Andrew Tate in 2019. That's Whoa. true. Yeah, there was a true news you did, yeah. and he was like a clip or he, it was one video of him. Okay, so go. It was 2019. It was a random. We did true news episodes every week. So for those who don't know, true news was a show that we used to, that Brian and Lawrence used to do where they used to sit and break down anything that happened in the YouTube space in sport throughout the week, and we just they just laugh about it. Anyways, um, towards the end of the episodes, we just throw in random things that Lawrence or Brian had found during the week. And there was this one week we saw this tweet that was made by this guy called Cobra Tate speaking about um, why he doesn't watch Star Wars. And he basically said, I've never seen Star Wars in my life. And the reason why is because I'm rich and rich people don't watch Star Wars. And I wouldn't have a Bugatti if it wasn't if I watched Star Wars and Star Wars is for nerds. And it was this very like odd tweet yeah. and then they um, reacted to this on True News it was like a random thing at the end of the episode and they went in on him and he Brian was one of the first YouTubers to sort of go in on Andrew Tate because yeah. they clicked on his website and then they were making comments about um, 
the cam girl site that he had and, and a few other things. So then obviously Andrew Tate made this video back at Brian and then um, they, uh, Brian didn't really care about it because Brian was kind of like, he's just some guy coming at us. Mm. And then they've been going back and forth since from then to now. Now, like that hatred that, that Brian, that, that um, Tate had for Brian is still, he still has it now. That's crazy. crazy. That's and he still mentions crazy. him and talks yeah. about him and stuff. That's it insane. really, really hit a nerve with him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I've done something technically to directly piss off Andrew Tate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that was back in 2019 when no one heard of him. Yeah. We, used to, we used to refer to him as Tate Speech because that was the name of his channel. Mm. So we'd go, oh, Tate Speech has made another video when you're Brian and Brian's yeah. like, I don't care. Fair and enough. now he's literally one of the most popular Biggest, people in yeah. the world, which is crazy to see like that. Yeah. That Maybe rise. not anymore though. No, he's still up Andrew there. Andrew Tate. Is he's, he like still that big though? Not he's, as big as he probably was, but he's definitely still up there. Yeah, he's still up there. Still he up there. there. I don't hate the guy. I, I feel like, you know, his two biggest enemies are Logan and Brian. It's <laughs> weird because he's like, you know, I wonder if he hates Ham too, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Afghan Dan. <laughs> if Andrew Tate's gone after Afghan Dan, that would be wild. Um, but I feel like a lot, some of what he says, I go, I get, I get but then he has that sprinkled in with all of the mad shit that he's yeah. Yeah. I think that's what most with. people would, Yeah. You can't of, disagree completely and you can't, you can't agree 100% completely, completely yeah. as well. No. Yeah, exactly. Because you always yeah. have the meat writers that'd be like, yeah, this guy, like, Andrew Tate's word is gospel type yeah. shit. But yeah, then yeah, there's yeah. the people that completely hate everything he says, but you're not yeah. being true to yourself if you disagree with everything that's that she fact. says. Yeah, like, you can't exactly. just say that he, all of what he says is bullshit because yeah. he has some things that he says that you go, that I go, oh, I kind of agree with that. I agree with that. And the yeah. mindset of just being like, not being a victim and actually, you know, people don't realize how much control they have over, you know, the things that happen in their lives mm. and not having a victim mindset. Mm. The way that he puts it isn't as eloquently but a lot of what he says I go okay I get it yeah yeah. Exactly. I think empowering young men I think is something that's important that's true yeah making people work harder because you're like oh maybe I can get all the shit that he has like he literally lives a GTA life like nobody <laughs> doesn't want that he has regardless. his own theme song he has oh, his yeah, own theme that's song that's true yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like you can't see him and be like I don't want any of what he's got obviously no. like so like you know some part of you is like okay maybe working as hard as what he says to do might get you there or something like that so it's just pick and choose like you can't 100% just be smart about it yeah, I don't, exactly, I don't yeah. it's like as simple as that don't yeah. don't 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 start like completely worshipping the ground that he steps on don't yeah. do shit like yeah. that but like pick and choose what you want and Thing. Exactly. Yeah. Have you spoken to Jake Paul much? I've never met Jake Paul. I've been in the same room as him a few times. Um, so um, the first day I met Logan, they both came to the studio after the UK press conference. If oh yeah, the big one where Logan yeah. had where the—he was just like a walked, French guy. Oh, the, the, the Logan two cares, yeah, and he had the really tight black yeah. black shirt. Um, after that. Uh, press conference we all got in cars and we all went back to the studio to shoot the the podcast yeah and i was in the room with logan and jake um i've never really had an interaction with jake like mm -hmm. he was there but he, he's not as approachable as logan is yeah, yeah logan is more is far easier to speak to i yeah. think yeah um but i've never had any bad interaction with jake i know he's yeah. editor and he's a cool guy yeah i guess final predictions on him and nate oh it's, it's a very very interesting fight yeah because the thing is a lot of people are thinking that Jake's going to starch Nate, but Nate doesn't get starched. No. Like, even when he's in even there. Even when you he, fought Connor. With, fought, with Connor, rough, like, Connor, like, couldn't, Connor couldn't finish him. And yeah. also, Leon Edwards, one of the most tactical, yeah. best strikers in the UFC, who was just recently, well, obviously, he beat Usman, but then knocked him out in his previous fight before yeah. that. He went five rounds with Leon and almost knocked him out in the final round. Mm, I think that's true. I don't see a world where Nate Diaz can outbox Jake or match yeah. him in the boxing department. Um, I feel like Jake just been solely focusing on 
on boxing and his experience will probably get him the win and he should be able to outbox him. I don't see Jake knocking out Nate. I feel like Jake will probably win a decision. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, think, I see, I, that I don't well, see yeah. a world where Nate knocks out Jake. I see that as Jake well, hasn't yeah. had many decision wins, has he? He, he, yeah, he yeah, beat Taron Woodley decision. He oh, yeah, he did. Silver decision. Oh, yeah, true, true. Um, And obviously, he just lost recently to a very yeah. close split decision. Was yeah. it a split decision with yeah, Tommy? Split decision. A split decision with Tommy. Um, and, you know, Jake's got the gas tank. Nate's got the gas tank. I don't see either of these guys going down. Yeah. I wouldn't be, like, shocked if Jake does manage to knock him out. Yeah. But I It'd just, be impressive, though. It would be very yeah, impressive. it would be very impressive. Because when was the last time? It's been a long time since Nate Diaz was knocked out. Yeah. He's been knocked out in the UFC, obviously, yeah. a long, but long time I, ago. I couldn't pick tell you when like and and to, I, th- I can see it happening I can definitely see it happening I think it will be a Jake decision but I can see like a an early not early, like a fifth sixth seventh sixth round knockout for Jake as well it Possibly. could be a TKO it could be like yeah. the thing is not, the yeah. UFC, not, the not him like flat out not a Nate Robinson no yeah like this, this there was moments for instance in the BMF fight um, the original one 224 yeah 244 where Masvidal was able to knock down Diaz yeah and Diaz would just sit in guard and just wait on the ground you know <laughs> he can't do he that he can't do that in a boxing much. fight yeah. so there's, there's potentially going to be moments where Jake knocks down uh, Nate multiple times and the ref just goes you know what we don't let's let's, let's call it an end there mm-hmm. so it won't be like a flat knockout like he did against Tyron Woodley yeah um, so I'm, my, my predictions yeah Jake pulled a decision win mm. what about you? <laughs> I always want to bring my casual mindset into the equation because I'm not as big of a fighting fan as him I'm definitely a casual boxing fan though you think so? I definitely am a casual boxing fan UFC fan I'm on the borderline of sort of like a, a fanatic and, and, a, yeah. and, a, and a casual. I say if you're a casual, then I'm like, <laughs> I'm like a newbie or something. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even close to you, but I always just like, I just, there's just like pure eye test kind of thing. Um, I mean, I've heard a lot about this Nate guy. I've heard, I've seen most of Jake's fights and just purely on the eye test, I think Jake has it. I mean, not for any particular reason. Mm-hmm. Um I think just Jake gets it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and he's also got a point to prove. He's coming off a lo- his first ever loss against yeah, Tommy Fury. That's true as well, you know, yeah. we, the likelihood is that you know that Jake that KSI fights in the future, and if if Jake loses to Nate, I mean, where does that put him then? It that's makes that tough. KSI fight much harder to make. So, yeah. you know, and and you know, Jake's got a lot to prove. So, I hope we get KSI Jake early next year. I hope no, that's I hope just, so too. just the hope. I think it'll probably be mid next year. Mid. I can't imagine it being early because it's something that takes a lot of time to put together. Yeah. Like that's the thing. One of the reasons why it's it's so hard to to pull together is because MVP misfits. Yeah, this so it's, it's it's like putting the Deontay Wilder AJ fight together yeah. or the Fury yeah. Joshua fight together. Yeah. It's like last minute something will happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I do hope he gets made, and it will be the be all and end all in my opinion. Yeah. Or not maybe not the end all, but at least it will be the it's biggest. The event. biggest. It's so big. Like and then get Logan on that undercard as well, fighting someone too, and Definitely. then like oh, they can just it could be. You need Deji on that shit as well. Yeah, yeah. We need like a whole. We need a Super Bowl. We need all of them on there. We need all the I think big it, ones. I think that card needs like a Deji versus Gib or something, something massive That'd like that. Huge. Yeah, something big. Um, but yeah, an exciting one. It's been great to have you on. No, this has been really good. As I said yeah. at the beginning, like this is the first time I've ever done an in-person podcast. But yeah. it was great, and I'd love to. You guys have come over here pretty much just for me to do this podcast. Yeah. So if we ever do another one, I will do it in Dublin. 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 So? Dublin yeah. Yeah. I like how you said it. Dublin. Dublin. He's actually got. Me and my mate Brody, when I was in Canada, we had this joke where we would. Um, have you seen the clip? I'm gonna butcher this. This, but. Uh, you know, in the old Forge Inn? Oh, yes, yes, yeah. Where he's there with where, the, the MMA pro- 
um, interview Reporter, with Oscar, yeah, yeah. yeah, and he's like, he's having a sip of the of the stout, is yeah. it? Yeah, you've got to get it out. You've got to drink down to the label. To the label, <laughs> yeah, to the label. <laughs> you've got, you've, you've got to drink it to the label, the label. You know, and then the whole time when me and Brody were drinking Prime, we were like, yeah, you've got to drink it down to the oi. Yeah, you have to drink it to the oi. You have to drink it down to the oi. That's right. Your first sip all the way to the oi. Oh, yeah, it's hard to do a Dublin accent in front of two fucking Irish people. Do, what, what, do we sound Irish? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, think so. I think you've got a clearer Dublin I- accent. Yeah, I don't think. I think mine's. Is, I've Yours heard, is more subtle. Mm, yeah, I think. Like, I get a lot that's like more like American. Like, yeah. And then with a the slight tint of like the Dublin accent kind of thing. But it would take me a second. I yeah. feel like if I didn't know that you came from Dublin, I'd go. I'd, I'd listen to the way that you pronounce things, and I'd go, mm. okay, Irish. Mm. But with you, I think I get it straight away. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Dublin, we'll do it in Dublin. Do it We're not Dublin. Dublin. The way you guys actually like, it's not actually Dublin, is it? Nah, but Dublin is like Dublin's the best. What's way the place? To do it. What's the place? Though? Kildare. 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 Do you know where that is? Though? No. <laughs> <laughs> we go Kildare. You have to go there. We'll make it happen. All right, next time. Appreciate you having on, having you on. Um, yeah. That's it for now. And peace. Peace out.